Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Greetings. Let me get going shortly. Thank <laughs> you. 
started shortly just trying to get everything connected well welcome everybody to the show let's check in all the settings making sure we're good on both ends all right all right just getting both platforms up. All right, so we will get started shortly. Uh, we have a special show for you this evening. I'm just trying to get things set up here. Uh, let me make sure I got, hold on. Greetings, Raven, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Great. let me make sure I got you with moderator capabilities. All right, you're good. On that end, all right, I'm just trying to plug. Should be trying to get in right now and plug Father Sebastian in. Um, just bear with me. All right, we got both platforms going here, cool. All right, people. Again, one welcome everybody to the show. Um, tonight we're going to be talking with Father Sebastian about Vamp, the book Vampire Magic. Uh, this book here. Uh, we'll be going through various different aspects uh, of the book. Um, I know a lot of the listeners that watch the show are very familiar with it. Uh, I know a lot of you are. There might not. There might be some uh, that are not familiar with it. Um, this will be a good opportunity. Uh, this show to get familiar with to dispel some of the myths, um, obviously, um, on vampirism. Um, hold on one second. Not a plug in there. I don't know why it keeps popping out. Shit. Um, yeah, to dispel some of the myths, we'll go through the intro real quick. Um, to dispel some of the myths, such as uh, in certain circles, the actual. You know, in this particular spirit system, is there the actual ingestion of blood, uh, the elements uh, of vampire magic, which are many. As you know, it incorporates many different spiritual uh, systems and techniques. Uh, what's that? Talk to you live. This episode is being recorded live on talkshow.com. Okay, somebody's calling. Online studio. You are unmuted and can speak with the host. Recording starting. Recording starting. Recording starting. Recording starting. Raven, is that your phone? Yeah, they had dialed in. Oh, yeah, you got you got to cut that because it's double it's double clicking echoes. There you go, it's gone. All right. Let me see. I'm having. Hold on one sec. having difficulties I'm getting a man just bear with me people uh Riff, if there's anything you want to say I'm trying to connect them if you want to just anything you want to add real quick while I take a second to do this 
Sure, sure. Um, well, yeah, I can uh, just give a little, uh, a little brief bio on uh, Father Sebastian, which I found just rather interesting that he has been on several um, TV programs as well. Um, he's been on Discovery Channel, the History Channel, A&E, uh, National Geographic. Um, so he has, you know, been on several platforms to talk about um, vampirism. I find the vampire magic book to be very interesting. I as well cannot wait to speak to Father Sebastian just to, um, you know, gain more knowledge and wisdom. Okay. I have a little difficulties connecting here. I don't know what's going on. Alright. Gonna keep trying. We're having little issues here, but we're we're just gonna keep going here. Um all right. All right. Let's just actually get in while we're trying to get connected. We're having some, having some problems here. Uh, I'll stay I'll stay posted if I have to go to stop. But anyway, um, while we're waiting to get connected, we're having issues. Um, man. Um, so again, if you're not familiar with the book, um, the objective is to, again, bring a little more clarity and dispel some of the the mythology that comes along with this. Um, unfortunately, people still hear that term. Um, and as we've talked about many times before in the past, um, the origins of vampirism can be traced back to ancient Egypt. So when you do your historical research, you will, you will find that if you're looking uh, the correct way um, and doing the correct research, you will find that out. So in the actual spiritual practice of vampirism, which Father Sebastian addresses in the book, there is no actual drinking of blood. Okay, that's, that's mythology. That's Hollywood stuff. Um, there's a whole section in there. And matter of fact, it's on, let's, get, let's go to that section because that's something we're going to talk about. Um, and he mentioned specifically in his order, and he's actually very opposed and makes it clear in there um, because uh, unfortunately the ignorant that know nothing about it um, tend, tend to think that that's the that's the actual case. And obviously it's not. So if we that's go Hollywoodism. Exactly. That's Hollywood. Um, and that's what a lot of people think vampirism is or uh, the practice of it is 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 drinking blood. And that's as you you're stating, that's just the misinformed and uh they're just not doing research and just simply going by what is shown in Hollywood, like uh Hollywood is the end all be all of knowledge. Correct. Um, and I believe if you do have the book, uh, it is on page. I was just looking at it. Um, where is it? 
So in the very beginning, in the vampiric element section, in the beginning, and I just want to go over a quick section while we're waiting to try to overcome these connection issues, having major issues with it. Um, if you go on page six, again, if you have the um, digital version of it, as I said before, when we're using books, um, the digital version won't match up with the hard copy. But hold on, let me see if I could. Uh, no, there it is. And again, went back out. Shit. All right. All right. Let me go over this section while we. have the page okay i got it but i'm just trying to keep track of this at the same time if you want to go ahead uh i want you to read on page six you mean the first section. the first section about the blood correct that many, uh, uh, many claim that drinking corporal blood is the only way a vampire can obtain the energies they need for their emotional physical and spiritual balance of course it surely be uh respects free will but sincerely, sincerely disagrees with this perspective as an application of the act of vampirism. We have discovered and learned to be free of these perceptions and looks towards more subtle forms of energy consumptions. Okay, keep going. Oh, okay. I lost myself. Okay. It will become clear which form of feeding is valid, safe, and efficient. Culturally, it is impossible to justify the need to drink blood, and there is no scientific evidence that consumption of corporate blood provides genuine health benefits, even though blood can in itself be a powerful and romantic ritual or sexual symbol, keyword symbol. It simply does not provide energy that is of use for uh, preservation of the self beyond death. From which the Strolly V, one, one, I want to say seven, perspective blood drinking is most empathetically not, and he uh, italicized not, a sensible path to immortality of the self. read the whole section yep that's a that's the whole chapter i mean that's the whole first paragraph i'm gonna keep reading yeah i want you to finish to because it continues on the next page all right okay yeah that's not the whole thing okay i'll read the whole thing at its core the vampire archetype in legend myth and most literature is about immortality and surviving death as an undead if one cannot perceive uh, preserve the self beyond the first death they are either mortal or have not succeeded at true ascension attaining immortality depends on the very basic principle of surviving while disengaging from the body once an individual defeats the first death and has no corporal body of which will use uh, I'm sorry of what use will be the consumption of blood what skills would benefit them when they exist in a completely subtle state moreover how does one attempt to drink blood when they have no physical mouth 
those individuals who espouse blood drinking must look for a more pragmatic and achievable route to immortality. Medical science has proven that disease such as HIV can run dormant in the blood for upward to, of 10 years. Draining one individual may provide two major impractical issues from the perspective of the Shroli interpretation of vampirism. First, one must have a screened and healthy donor from which to feed. This requires extreme trust in a donor who must wait 10 years to prove their health is, a quarantine, is, a, is in a quarantine of sorts. If this donor leaves or turns on their vampire, the only um, is the vampire is out, is out of a source until they can safely screen and build a relationship with another donor. Human relationships are quite complex and not all humans as free will beings are as obedient and loyal as man's best friend. Okay. They change. Uh, they change their minds. Feeding sessions must be frequent to satisfy a proper thirst for blood, and certainly, blood drinking is not efficient for the strolling. What of two vampires in a relationship? Do they feed on each other? It is against common sense for predators to consume each other. Which, correct? and it is considered spiritual cannibalism. Secondly, why would such an independent and individualist spirit be able to depend on anyone but themselves? Great question. That's key. That's key. Does this limit the hypothesis of the individual? Absolutely. The surely may wonder how blood magic relates to this discussion quite simply blood magic is different from feeding on corporal blood blood magic includes body modifications sacrificial rites and caribbean and african religions such as yoruba and Zetaria, uh, in which animals are sacrificed in a fashion a little different from your neighborhood butcher and such forms of art as blood paintings if done Correct. in a safe fashion no different than the butcher shop these rituals do not involve that's come with the consumption of blood. Okay, good. Um, just just keep people from issues uh, with connecting, uh, do them traveling. Uh, so uh, we're we're trying, but it's not not looking good. So we're just gonna roll with it. And if we can't we can't plug them in on this one, we're gonna we're probably gonna have to reschedule. But we're gonna keep trying. Um, but we'll we'll keep rolling with it. We're here, so we're just gonna keep rolling with it, make the best of it for now. Um, and we'll continue to keep trying, tried several times. Uh, but anyway, uh, I wanted to dispel and go over that myth. Um, because when people hear about this path, that's the first thing they did. Now, when I did a few videos a while back on the Ascetian Bible, now I do want to say this, the vampirism personally that, um, you'll hear me teach about and talk about I'm, I'm in agreement with the way father sebastian presents it in his order and presents it in his book uh where you will find in the setian bible there's some that literally do there is actual feeding and consumption of blood but let me let me let me make this clear now again i'm making this clear i don't in any shape form or fashion um deal with that on any level 
but there are there are for those that do obviously there are medical precautions to take and and certain things one must do if one goes to that route but i think the key in here um that father sebastian mentioned there, there has been proving no scientific effects and others will probably beg to differ in other and you know in other circles there is no beneficial spiritual power that's all just disillusional uh and inaccurate um and as he mentions let's just look at the basic common sense uh when you when you get into the part about uh diseases such as hiv stds transmitted diseases why would anybody even want to do that um especially in this day and time um so we want to be clear on that especially if somebody hears this topic and you're brand new um there are a lot of people again as i talked about last week ignorance is a disease that runs rampant um and people are ignorant due to fear of things that they don't know so when we're saying vampirism which is the really this path is about the absorption and giving and taking of energy right now the reason why the blood was connected to it which a lot of people you know may or may not get into the blood is what powers everything in your circulatory system it powers uh you know everything through your organs via the heart etc so the power is in the blood the absorption of the energy comes from the blood because the blood is what gives the individual life so when you go through the book and you're reading absorption techniques when you're this is what feeding is on this path it's not again so so we're clear and again maybe more so for people that are not familiar with this system or maybe you are and you just don't know too much about it you're familiar with it just a little bit it's the absorption of energy right and be, when you when you zone in on the individual's energy um you're able to feed off of that and use it in some shape form or fashion to empower you but there are certain techniques and methods uh, via visualizations which a lot of it well like i said a lot of it we say just about most of it is mental it's your it's it's being able to really use the power of your mind um and apply these techniques so that that's what we're talking about on this path so i wanted to get that out the way first in the very beginning um due to the fact that again unfortunately you still have a lot of um ignorance when it comes in to relation uh you know to this chap to this to this aspect of this path all right hold on one sec I'm trying again all right um, so I wanted to get that out of the way, but what I wanted to focus on, um, we're going to, again, as I said, we're just going to keep going. Um, we'll keep trying to plug them in, uh, but we're having extreme connection difficulties due to, uh, traveling. So not, not looking good, but we're just going to keep rolling with it. Uh, I wanted what I was, the, the, the plan was to focus on the elements of vampire magic and which is in the very beginning of the book to me, th this is probably one of the most important parts of the book. Why? because it gives you in depth, a brief summarization, okay, of what in essence vampirism is about other than the comical gimmicky shit. Um, it goes just beyond the external things. Um, unfortunately, this is just my opinion. I feel so, that a lot of these elements, which are, are of a highly spiritual nature, are not talked about in depth. I think what kind of sometimes gets lost by certain individuals uh, in, in translation is the gimmicky stuff. And what I mean by the gimmicky stuff is focusing on the external stuff. Um, 
when you're saying the word feeding and things of that nature, we have to be clear when we're saying that, especially when you have a lot of ignorant people uh, that might be listening. I'm not talking about us per se, or those that watch the show and are on the path. I'm talking about the ignorant that hear that term because they're spooked out with Hollywood metaphors and they've been indoctrinated with shit they've read on the internet and, and seen on social media, whatever the case might be. Um, I think it's very important uh, when we're on this path that we, we're clear in our explanations and what we're trying to convey because the average person is very reactionary by nature. They just react on, on what comes at them on the surface. That's the average person. That's the reality. And again, when I, if, if that's not you, it don't apply to you. We're not talking to people that are on this path that have the discipline and the knowledge. We're talking about, again, those that may not be familiar. When you've been programmed and indoctrinated, it's, it's hard to convey sometimes the correct methodology to that individual because they, they're so reactionary. All right. So I think it's very important that we don't get caught up in the gimmicky shit. It's not a path for everybody. Um, we keep, keep that straight up as we go through the elements. It's definitely not the path for everybody. And I'm saying that because it does involve, I mean, every path really does, but it does involve a discipline, um, consistent work, intense study. Um, applying the techniques is not easy. Absorption techniques is not easy. Understanding that fine harmony between being balanced and getting energized is, or, or harmonized and energized, whatever you want to call it, um, is work in itself. It's, it's, it's a little more deeper than just seeking out a target focusing in on them, or as so you think, um, you may be focusing in on something that appears on the surface that can vitalize and charge you, but it may not. And you may not find that out till later when it comes, uh, for an example, to absorption techniques. Um, if you just came in late and we're having issues or still having issues connecting uh, Father Sebastian, uh, so we might, if we can't get him in, we might have to reschedule this. Uh, but we're gonna keep just rolling since we're here. We're gonna, again, keep rolling. Um, and I put that in the chat and, and, uh, Raven, you might want to just maybe every 30 minutes or so put that in there in case somebody new comes in. Okay. I will. Um, not a problem. But you, you know, know what I want to say? Yeah. 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 Not a problem. But just, just to your point to what you're saying. Um, but he does, he, he talks about that a lot throughout the book, um, Correct. about being, just being grounded in, you know, right. Mm -hmm. So that's a very big part. You just don't go, you can't, you can't, when you're absorbing energies and moving energy around, it is very important to be, to be grounded. Well, and everything. And, and, and just to, just to announce, speaking of that, uh, again, I hope people are staying posted on the community section of the page. Uh, we will have um, on February 21st, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum will be back here on the show. Uh, we will be talking to him in depth um, on some more areas of dark light consciousness. Um, I talked with Val Cadman today. He's going to come on the 28th instead of the 14th. And the reason for that is, if you saw what I posted today, he has a brand new book that will be released on the 28th. Um, he actually sent me an electronic version of the unfinished product to look at because he wants to talk about that book on the show. And that's going to be a very interesting uh <laughs> interesting topic. So I, I, I posted that in there. So that'll be on February 28th. Um, I've also reached out to Tracy Rollin, author of uh, 
Santa Muerte, we're working something out with that. Um, and then if we have to reschedule this due to the issues, we'll, we'll, we'll set another date for this if we still having issues plugging in. But I bring up Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum um, and his approach based on what Raven just said about being grounded. Now, let, let, let's, let's keep it 100. I think that should apply um, to any path. I don't think it's just this. Anytime you are, anytime you are working with highly intense spiritual techniques, such as absorbing, remember, you're talking about the giving and exchanging of energies. If you aren't in a sound mind and sound body, you can be doing more damage to yourself than more help. You can't just, you can't just go in, look, let me, let me explain something. Just because you like something doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. Okay. People get that shit twisted. You might like it. You might gravitate towards it, but you better be a hundred percent certain, clear that it is the right thing for you to do. How are you going to know that? Well, you'll know that right off the bat by your experiences. That's how you know. If you're not getting the correct, what is a correct experience? Well, very simple. That's going to vary from individual to individual based on uh, how they, how the results that they get from it. Number one. Um, number two, you'll find if it's disrupting your path as far as creating uh, obstacles on a mental, emotional, physical, and a spiritual level, then you might want to reevaluate. I'm saying that when we're talking about the absorption aspect of it or the feeding aspect. That's just not some shit you just randomly do. And if you are focused in on a target, you better be educated to the target that you're focused in on. Be careful if you're doing this randomly in public because you don't know who the fuck you're really zoning in on. You might think based on the surface, but here, here's an example. What if you're randomly zoned in on somebody in the public and they're sick and they're, and they're dying from a disease that you don't even know? Exactly. Now remember, you're, yeah, you're absorbing their energy. You're intaking that same energy. And what might happen is, you might start to feel terrible after you do that. I mean, really terrible. So you got to be careful when you're when you're using this technique. This is not this is not a lesson to smack you on the hand, but I, I got to keep it 100 with you because I've heard some ignorant shit or or seen some ignorant shit in reference to this, and you have to be very very careful. So and know you your know target. What? Yep, and know mm -hmm. your target. You're right, and you know what too. Even if that person appears healthy. You have to know how to look at a person's body, not only physically, but, you know, etherically. You know, you have to be able to look in, into the body and see if they actually healthy or not, if that subject is even worth um, trying to obtain energy from. Because a lot of people look healthy are not healthy. Correct. That is correct. And that's very important to understand. All right. So what I want to do is go through some of the elements. Uh, again, since we're here, we're having the issues. We're going to still go over the material that we have planned. Um, so let's go through what I'm just going to focus on tonight because it'll it'll cover pl plenty of time. We still may not have enough time to get through it. Um, let's talk about some of the elements. First, I'm just going to name them, and then we'll go through them. Agreement. We'll talk about that, which is key. People buy, bypass that shit all the time. Astral travel. Belief, not a belief in something that can't be confirmed or seen. Per, a personal belief is something self-created. Your, your creation of that personal belief makes it a personal fact to you. So let's establish that. Not belief in the sense of a religious belief, okay? These are the key elements here. Blood, which we just went over. I wanted to do that one first to get that one out of the way. 
Uh, and this one, which this always comes up in every path, never fails, intent and sincerity, right? We definitely got to hit that one. Invocation, evocation, which applies, and we'll, there's a difference between the two. Meditation, which can't get around that. Necromancy, working with the spirits of the dead or the dead. Uh, the ritual chamber, sex magic, shape-shifting, color, sacrifice, servitors, the shadow, right? Those are the key elements that uh, Father Sebastian mentions uh, here in the book, all right? Let's focus on them now. I'm not going to obviously have time to go through each one in detail, um, but we will we will discuss the key points um, to these systems, all right? Bear with me. All right, we're going to try one more time. Hold on. And if you have the book, um, it's starting on page seven. Yeah, just, yeah, you want lead them that book. We're going to try to see if we can uh, get a feed in through on Skype based on what you think. Hold on. Okay. Just give me one sec. It's more than likely the lo location. All right. All right, we'll wait and see if that works. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about and again, we'll we'll get to your questions and your comments. Um, yeah, we'll get to them. Just yeah. just be patient. We're going to cover the material. I'll All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that. All right. The, the agreement. This is the foundation. And again, I want to also stress as we go through some of these elements, it doesn't just apply to this path. Keep this in mind. Think when, when we're going through this, think of how this can apply to a multitude of different systems. See, this is how you kind of are teaching yourself in the process while you're listening. Don't just think that this applies exclusively to this. That's why you always hear me say when it comes to vampirism, there's a multi-faceted uh, aspect that branches out into many other different systems. All right, says so one of the inner mysteries of the principles of vibrational vampiric sorcery and the mastery of the three layers of reality delves into the principle of agreement. Without agreement, magic is lost and lacks any power. All of reality, be it marketing propaganda of corporations, the confusion of politics, or the stage performances of a magician, requires agreement for success. Group ritual is a point of agreement. We utilize that same concept when we do ritualistic work here. What is the agreement? That we are there for a specific purpose and reason. That's the difference between doing a group working and ceremonial magic. I also hear people talk about that and are completely fucking confused because they have no idea what they're talking about. Ceremonial magic is just some mopped out, some organized rhetoric nonsense where you kind of go through the motions. There is no fluidity to it. Uh, put it this way. It would be like going to a Catholic mass. In a sense, a Catholic mass is a ceremonial magical ritual because it's just, it's structured. There's no, there's no wiggle room for any flexibility. When there's an agreement in group magic, so we're clear on this, the, the ritual is centered around a specific goal or cause, but the flexibility and the fluidity that exists within it, everybody can use different methodologies to get there in portions of that work when there's their personal work, because everybody has an opportunity 
whether it's within their mind when the ritual is going on, to make that adjustment of how they're going to approach the work, right? This is part of this whole quote unquote agreement concept. But in essence, the core of the agreement is what is the purpose and the point? What are we trying to accomplish? Okay. All right. Then it goes on to say, if individuals are not in sync, they will only fall out of the experience and potentially ruin the ritual for all others. This is why we're selective when we do group workings down here. This is why we say request by invite so we can have a brief conversation with you to make sure it's not just a good fit for us, to make sure it's a good fit for you. Because if you just open your doors to anything and anybody, you start attracting, there's a lot of bullshit that comes with that. So I wanna make that clear why you see that process in the ritual. We try to the best of our ability to filter out, keep it real with you, the loony birds or the, you know, the fanatics or the space cadets. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Um, and I think we've done a great job up until this point. I think we pretty much, like I say, 99.9% .9 have, have squashed that. If you remember when we first started doing a lot of the uh, group workings or rituals, we were attracting some characters. It was a little bit, and that was the weed out process. That was done intentionally, so we wanted to see who we attracted. And then, you know, process of a limit. Well, we knew based on the methodology we had, they would start weeding themselves out. We didn't really have to do anything because we knew when it got into the more deeper intense work that people would start falling off, you know, like, like, like leaves off a tree in the fall. And that's exactly what happened. This is important to understand, all right, with yourself and within a group, all right? So let me finish this part. This is why a true initiation at the basic level is a statement of agreement. Many systems of spirituality and even culture have such rites of passage. Democracy is an agreement of the majority and the rest must follow. But agreement can be manipulated and changed. That's where greater black magic comes in, right? This is why the strajoy validate reality and experiences as individuals. And when they join together for workings, the magic is most powerful. Now I wanna, you hear me use that word a lot, workings. You hear, it's. Father Sebastian, I'd rather use that work because workings has root in what word? Work. This shit is about work. This shit just ain't about putting on a costume, reading some fucking books and saying I'm this and I'm that and giving yourself all these titles and wearing the symbols. This is actual work, okay? And that's why I preferred, I refer to, even though you might see ritual on the flyers, you'll hear me refer to it, it's a working because it involves a specific work leading to a goal. And here's the key right here, okay? If the individual is, in, is, is right and sound, when they join with other like-minded individuals, it just creates a stronger power. And I'm trying to get people to understand, when you hear me say over the years, both forms of ritualistic work serve a purpose, be it group or individual, you would never be able to fully understand or pass judgment on that if you haven't experienced both, but the correct way. Let me stress that. I'm not talking about to some rehearsed ceremony that's pre-rehearsed, that's that gives you here, here, you know, you are, here's the here's the uh, program. We're doing it just like this, where everybody say the same exact thing. It's not what it is. All right. So it's very important we understand that. Um, Raven, anything you wanted to add to that? Um, no, not at this moment. 
All right. Uh, the Skype thing didn't work, just so you know. Uh, but anyway, just type a reminder in people that if, if yeah, it's I not am. Working, we I will we will reschedule and we will we will probably have to reschedule when uh, he's he's near a uh, home near a better connection. But uh, just as a reminder, if you know people come in late. All right, the next section, astral travel. This is my favorite. I get we get these questions all the time. Exactly. Everybody wants right. to ask. Now, I, wants to be grounded and do the foundational work. Yeah, that's my whole point. Look, people, let me, let me explain something. First thing I'll ask people, explain that people say I asked your travel. I say, okay, good. Now I ask them to explain to me, can you explain to me an experience and then define or give a definition to that experience that you're calling astral travel. Um, I say that to say because I have found that many people have confused astral traveling with bits and pieces of some type of spiritual experience. All right, astral travel is when you are in complete abandonment of having the realization there's anything physical there, okay? I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit further on this. You're still able to see with eyes, but you know it's not really these eyes. There's a visionary aspect of it. There is that feeling of not being confounded to anything that vibrates on a, and I'm trying to put this in words, and this is very hard to put into words, but I'm gonna do my best. When you have the awareness that you're not confounded to anything that's three-dimensional, person, place, or thing, when you are vibrating on that frequency, quote unquote, the astral or the spiritual plane starts to open up for you, right? As you start to travel, the term that we use, um, and I don't want people to just confuse that with elevating up in the air because you hear that, and again, the indoctrination kicks in, remember, the spiritual realm, the astral realm, the astral planes are interwoven around you. There's just barriers due to the fact that we vibrate at a low frequency, due to the fact that the pineal gland is not activated. We are not able to receive those messages to make ourselves less dense. As ancient alchemy teaches us, we, in order to obtain this, we have to practice the art of making ourselves less dense on a consistent level. So people, it always poses a question. People will say, uh, others that will come and say to me, I have, I struggle with trying to astral travel. And I can tell you nine out of 10 times, it's that pineal gland is a huge, huge blockage to it because it's calcified. What does that mean? When your pineal gland is calcified, it's making you more dense. It's confounding you to things that are more physical. What calcifies the pineal gland? fucked up information that's incorrect uh, fear jealousy greed uncontrollable lust because lust can be a good thing when channeled correctly so can anger so can jealousy but what i'm talking about is these emotions and energy centers not in harmony meaning you're not exercising these energies for the correct purposes when you're controlled by them is when you just give in to them with reckless abandonment these are the things, some of the things that keep you dense. What else? Bad food, right? Doesn't mean you can't eat certain things, just you shouldn't eat bad food all the time. Look, let's, 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 let's keep it real, reality check here. We live in a world where some of us are on the go, 
Some of us are going to stop at places that are not the most healthy, but within reason. If you're constantly eating garbage all the time, you're not exercising, you're, you're not doing anything to incorporate, because people act like there's no physical part of this. Well, I'm going to keep it real with you on this level. If you're just ridiculously unhealthy, out of shape, you're going to struggle in your spirituality. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I ain't attacking nobody. I'm not, I, I'm just going to keep it 100 for you. You're not going to have no energy. You're not going to have any energy to do anything because this path takes energy. It's, no doubt. And and it'll affect your men mental and your, outside of your physical, which is the obvious. It's going to affect your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual capabilities. So if you can't function correctly if you're going to have, if, if you got all this poison running through your veins. Now, my, my whole thing is this. Look, I want to make this clear. I'm not promoting anybody to go on some fanatical vegan diet because, in my opinion, I found the vegan thing to be very gimmicky and bullshitty. What do I mean by that? Let me make this clear. There is not one specific diet on the planet that works for everybody. Anybody that tells you otherwise is a bumbling fucking idiot. We all come from different environments. Our blood type dictates what type of diet we should be on. To give you an example. O positive and O negative people are more aggressive by nature. They need more high levels of protein. That's why you'll see there'll be more meat eaters. I've known O positive people to go on these extreme vegan diets and respect to the elder Dr. Savi, and this is not to knock him. I knew a brother personally that went on that diet who was O positive. He started getting jaundice, his skin started, he was, this is a dark skin brother. His skin started turning yellow, his fingernails started turning. You got to remember those a lot of those diets like the Dr. Sabi diet, that is a diet for somebody that lives quote close to the equator in the Caribbean, right? And they must have the same DNA and blood type as the descendants from that area. If you want to believe the hype of all that other shit that comes along with you're foolish. All right. So you can sit there and think dietary is a personal choice. You should know your blood type and within reason. For an example, I can only speak on O positive because that's my blood type. And I know with O positive blood, you need a variety in the intake and you gotta have certain levels of protein. You gotta have a certain level of amino acids and B complexes that sometimes you don't get in all those, in all those foods. And it's within reason. And I found that O positive people who are aggressive by nature, they are very aggressive by nature. Um, they tend to need to feed that aggression to at least keep it in harmony. Now, I'm, I'm also saying this on the flip side. I'm not saying you can be you, you, you can be O positive and cannot be on a vegan diet. What I am saying is you better make sure you adjust that diet as far as the certain levels of things you need. And again, I won't turn this into a dietary class. I'm just trying to give you the basics to understand if we're trying to obtain these highest spiritual astral travel, uh, motherfuckers email me that they levitate. And I don't know whether I believe that or not. Maybe you do or you don't. But my thing is we got to stay grounded in reality and get the basics down packed. Meaning if we can't master the physical realm, and this comes with everyday basic shit too. If we can't master our personal lives, if we, if we can't take care of our families, if we can't provide for ourselves, we can't, we can't get ourselves right when it comes to health. How in the fucking world do you want to be some guru, master, healer, source, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, how in the world do you think you're going to obtain that when you ain't even got the basic shit figured out, okay? Okay? We got to start thinking about that. Let's be practical, all right? But astral travel 
is a very, very intense technique when utilized correctly. So what I want to do is briefly go through that. And again, I know we ain't going to be able to get through all this shit. But I'm going to get through the key points. All right. Mastery of OBEs or out-of-body experiences. All right. Hold on one sec. Sorry. Not, not happening. All right. We're just going to slow. Don't make sense keeping trying to. Um, so let's go over to uh, astral travel real quick. Mastery of out-of-body experiences in astral travel, known to the Stridjoy simply as flight. Now, again, when you hear that word, don't think up. That's religion because they, they spooked you out with that heaven is what? Up. Hell is what? Below. Right? Remember, and I think it was David uh, Campbell, and I posted that quote on the community page. Remember, all the gods, demons, heavens, and hells reside within you. Stop falling for that shit. That was done intentionally, right? You hear heaven up. Now, the fucked up part about it is the word heaven comes from a Greek word called haven, which is a place of hiding or enclosure. And I keep telling you people, they fuck with you with the etymology of the words because if you don't do any basic reading, and again, you don't need to be a, uh, a certified linguistic scholar with a bachelor's degree. If you apply common fucking sense, they use words like that to keep you sidetracked. So why the hell do they call this place haven, a place of hiding and enclosure? Why? Because they're hiding their fictitious spook God there in a place that doesn't even fucking exist. And you spend your whole goddamn life searching for it, and it's not a reality. So you're looking out there, which doesn't exist, when you should be looking right in here, right? But yet, the Bible also says the kingdom of hell, dwell, the kingdom of heaven dwells within man, right? What the fuck does that mean now? The Bible also says that God don't dwell in places made by man's hands. So why is anybody building a church or going to a church or masjid or a temple if on one hand it says he doesn't dwell in places made by man's hands, but then there's other contradictory sections where he's telling prophets to build these great temples and, and all these holy relics. So question is, what the fuck are we talking about here? It's all done intentionally for confusion. I mentioned this to you guys before. When you read the New Testament in the Greek, all right? Anytime you see the word God in Greek, the word is theos, right? It's the Greek word. The word theos is the English word we're familiar with, with as theory, right? We also see the root of that word in another word called atheist or atheist. What is an atheist? According to the definition of it, a person who doesn't believe in a God, that's false. Because the AI atheist is somebody that has a theory on the non-existence of what the creator or God is. It's still a concept, right? When you hear the word theory in English, what is a theory? It's nothing that can be 100% proven. It's based on educated guess and the assimilation of information, but it's just a theory. It cannot be proven as 100% fact. So why in the fucking world would you refer to your creator of the boundless universe as omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, as theos, because they're telling you, this is their theory of God. They don't know if this shit is true. They ain't got no idea. Maybe this is what we think God is, or is there bigger things at play here? But anyway, not to turn into a religious class, you get the point. All right. Uh, then it goes on to say, uh, so flight, that took me to that. Let's get out of the spooky shit. Or the core of raising, now you'll see Father Sebastian using the book Z-H-E-P-R, Zephyr. It's no different than Kepper or Kepper, meaning 
the raising yourself up to the realization of who and what you really are. That's Kepra, right? That goes back to the ancient Egyptian deity, Kepri, right? Which ties into the sun deity or the sun god, the rising sun. It represents regeneration and new. You will also see on the hieroglyphics the scarab beetle used for this symbol. Why? Because the scarab beetle is an insect that reproduces on its own. It rolls its own dung. It reproduces on its own. It represents a state of godhood or god or goddessness, if you want to use that term, female. All right. It also represents the true form of the female, uh, especially the original African black female who had the ability to reproduce on her own at one point uh, without the aid of a man. This is fact. Time magazine talked about it, mitochondrial Eve, the bobo gland, how the woman was able to produce her own serum, the same serum that a man provides for her in order for her to be impregnated with a seed. Right? You were told this story in your asset story when it when when Osir, Osiris's body was chopped up into 14 parts, right? And it says that she just found the phallus, right? And she was able to impregnate herself, not having intercourse. There's a symbolicism with the phallus, right? And when you look at this whole connection here, obviously this is where we get our immaculate conception. This is where the Catholic Church stole the concept that the Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus without the aid of sexual contact. They just took it from that story. So what it was really telling you, that's the exoteric meaning. The esoteric meaning, and in the upcoming class that I'm gonna be doing in March, there's a whole section we're gonna be on this, the esoteric uh, meanings of the Bible and the Quran. It's, you're gonna look at the Bible and the Quran a whole fucking different way, trust me when I tell you. But the whole point being is, when you look at this story on an esoteric level, and I'll leave it there, all right, this is really showing you the greatness or the state or the divine godliness of the female. And the, it confirms by the mitochondria DNA that the female was here first, not the man. Sorry to say, let me, let me say this. Does this make any sense? Think about this. Men were here first, correct? That's what they say, right? Well, how can men be here first, but in order for them to get here, they have to come through the vagina of a female. Did anybody ever stop them thinking that basic shit? So how could we physically be here first? Because the whole point being is if we were here first, how the fuck did we get here? Now, the only way you can validate that is if you're religious and spooked out. Well, it says in the Bible that God formed Adam from the dust of the ground and he took the clay and molded him. Well, there's a contradiction in that because in the first chapter of Genesis, it talks about two creations, right? And then it speaks of another one in the second chapter. What are we talking about here? It talks about two creations of the female. In Genesis 1.26, it mentions both genders being there. It says, God said to the Elohim, let us create man, male and female. And that's in the first chapter. But then in the second chapter, it talks about the creation of Eve. So who's that, who's that other female mentioned in the first chapter? Who are who? Because gender's already there. You're going to find out. <laughs> and I'm, I'll get into that. That's a whole other class for a whole other time. The very author of your Bible is who the Christians are calling Lucifer or Satan. You'll find that out. You'll figure it out one day. You'll find it out one day. It'll dawn on you. You will find out why you think there's confusion in there is because the way they presented it. When you understand it, it's really not confusing at all. But that's for another time. But anyway, astral travel. All right. Uh, and this is just all spike and take, take, take in flight. I don't know why this shit is coming up. But anyway. Um, so the raising of your Kepra, your awareness, right? And achieving nightside immortality. 
The Maroi level of ascension and higher begins to focus heavily on these workings and techniques. Astral travel is simply, simply projecting the consciousness. Here's a basic, pay attention to this. As, excuse me, astral travel is simply projecting the consciousness away from the body into the vast astral layer of reality. This is more deeply handled, uh, if you have his other book, uh, Vampire Sanguinamakam, book four, Coming Forth by the Twilight, which is a thicker grimoire. Um, it deals a lot more with rituals, um, practices, and I would recommend you get that. And I was hoping if we were able to plug him in, uh, we could kind of touch on that because we had talked about um, focusing on this and then, you know, moving on to, to uh, regards in those areas. But anyway, um, then it goes on to say, however, we will touch on within this book. Uh, so please refer to that when you get a chance. All right. Astral travel is heavily important for high levels of vampirism and deeper face-to-face -face meetings in the realm of the Strajoy, or which are the spirits, in their natural habitat. The astral is an abstract reality, the place of dreams, visions, and knowledge. Is it subjective? Yes, it is. It's subjective in the sense of how you're going to connect with it. Because remember, there is no limitation when you're dealing with your subjective realm. There is no boundaries. Right. This is where we understand what real and this is why I changed the name of the channel to primordial chaos, because now you're dealing with the prime elements. You're dealing with everything that's embodied in that chaos. So when you, quote unquote, symbolically take flight and you meet with these forces, spirits, energies, you're, 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 you're tapping into your the core essence of your emotions and your thoughts. Now, what comes in with your emotions and your thoughts? Remember, you've also created personal monsters. You've also created your conflicting priority characteristics. You also created your own fears. You will encounter that shit. The reason why I said earlier, okay, okay, the reason why I said earlier when I asked people if they asked to travel, I already know by their de definition, when they describe all this fluffy shit to me, I know it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you know, and I was floating, and then this, and then I don't ever hear them say anything that was conflicting. I don't hear them talk about any obstacles. I don't hear them talk about anything out of the norm. Remember, it says it is an abject, abstract reality, meaning it's not simple. It's not. So when you're not describing to me anything, any challenges, fears, anything in regards to that, I, I'm not saying you probably had some type of experience. But I don't think, quote unquote, you fully took flight is what I'm trying to say. So I'm pointing this out to, again, to remove the surface gimmicky bullshit because there's nothing gimmicky about it. And it takes discipline. It takes study. And those that have obtained it will tell you that, not just me. The others that have obtained it, and there are many that have, they will tell you. And they will be able to decipher if what you're experiencing is that. Now, it doesn't mean you ain't having an experience. That's not what I'm saying. Because I cannot, and nobody else can say whether you had an experience or not. That would be hypocritical. So I don't think it's an issue if you did or did not have an experience. You probably did. But can we define it within the parameters of what, we're, what we would say as astral travel? Well, that's debatable, all right? All right, so it is a place of your emotions and thoughts, right? The astral is an abstract reality, a place of dreams, vision, now here lies the Akashic records, right? The astral layer of the self, all right? Now, again, give you a little more medical, metaphysical understanding or 
uh, esoterical understanding of, of, of Bible stories. Okay, when you're reading that story in Genesis, the Akashic records, right? They tell you in the Bible, there's this tree in the Garden of Eden with the alphabet, with the, I'm sorry, the apple. And they're not supposed to partake of this apple. Well, that really symbolizes those Akashic records. Because when it says if they ate from the tree, right? What did Lucifer or the serpent tell him? He said, this God's full of shit. He's lying to you. Because he's telling you if you eat of it, you will die, right? That's what it says in the Bible. Did they die after they ate it? No, they didn't. Who told the truth in that story? The so-called devil of Lucifer that Christians are ostracizing. What did he tell them? If you eat of it, you will become like one of them. Like who? Like the Elohim or the gods or the angels, whatever fucking word you want to use. You will become like one of them. And then what did it say? When they did eat it, what, did, what does God come and say? Now man has become like one of us, knowing what? Right from wrong, good from so-called evil. So somebody had an intent. Look, let me show you the fuckery in this story. If I said to you, and we were all in a room, okay, and I said, there's a gold box on the center of the table. I don't want nobody to touch that box. I'm going to leave for a couple hours. You guys can do whatever you want in this room. Feel free to roam around. But that gold box on the center of the table, nobody touched that. Guess what's going to happen, people? You see the mind fuckery? That is subliminally, that starts the mental indoctrination process. What does that start and what does that try to enforce in you? You better listen, you better be good, you better be do as you're told, follow the rules and regulations. They started it even way back in the Genesis story. They were starting to program you with that be good, be a conformist, stay in line, do as you're told. And then they created the fiction after when you don't, this is what can happen. Then we see all the bullshit that emerges after that, which is a story in itself. All right. So being now here's here's a good explanation of this. All right. The Akashic Wreck is the astral layer of the self in the place of emotions and thoughts. Being in the astral is akin to being in a space or under the sea, which is an alien environment, lucid dreaming. What also is referenced being deep, deep, deep in the deep sea? What other symbolicism is that connected with? The primordial chaotic energy, right? The abyss, right? It refers to it also in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah. And six places where Leviathan is mentioned in the Bible. And the commentary refers to Leviathan as the primordial chaotic energy. Okay? So that's why I said just a few minutes ago, when you are really traveling and tapped into that room, you are making a connection with that primordial chaotic energy and everything that comes along with it. Let's make that clear. All right? Hold on one second. Um, yeah, so you are also connecting with that. That's why I said what I said a few minutes ago. Diano, the noise, buddy. Thank you. All right. And, and here, here's it. Akin to be under the table, which is an alien environment, lucid dreaming, or being aware within a dream. Being aware within a dream. Let me, let me say this to you. Ever think about this? How do you know you're not in a dream right now? How do you know this shit ain't all an illusion? You think you're alive, right? You touch it. I'm here, right? I see you're watching this. What if you woke up tomorrow and realized that you were in somebody else's dream? It says a dream within a dream. Do you really know that? I'm saying this to say being tapped into the astral plane or astral travel is you're not in the matrix anymore, right? That's what the matrix movies were trying to show you how there's a matriarchal system that is created. And if you're stuck in the parameter of it by way of your thinking, your emotions and your spirituality, 
You're confound to it. That's what keeps you confound the person, place, the thing. When you are completely structured and governed by the matriarchal system that exists, that's what stepping out of the matrix really represents. So this is what this happens. So really, how do you know you're not in somebody else's dream right now? Thinking it's your reality. You don't know that. You can sit there and you can sit there and try to play deep and try to answer that. You really don't know. Is there an answer to that? Sure, there is. You start to know when you become aware of who and what you really are. So if you're looking for some definition, some something written and hidden in a book somewhere, you're going to fail at trying to understand that question. That's not why I posed the question. The only answer to that is when you come, when you have your Kepper and your moments of Kepper, when you come to the self-realization and the awareness to who and what you really are, then you are not in that matriarchal system no more. Okay, you have now stepped outside of it. Until then, you are still a conformist. You still are told what to do, whether you're conscious of it or not. You, you still are operating on the principle of staying in line with the norm. And the isolated consciousness, Kepper, and, and everything that we talk about in this path is the complete opposite of that. So step one is stepping outside of that, right? And I'm saying all this stuff to get you to understand when you get disciplined in these higher spiritual practices or systems, this is something that must be done, right? Then it goes on to say, a technique that is required to be mastered fully to benefit from the experience and the astral, because only through lucid dreaming can a vampire truly, this is this why I asked the question again earlier, can truly differentiate between reality and imagination. So when I said a few minutes ago, I do believe you might have had some type of experience and confused it for astral travel, but it could have been you tapping into some aspect of your imagination and you're confusing it for that. I've seen it happen, trust me, okay? That's why I'm saying what I'm saying, okay? I'm not just saying this randomly just to throw shit out there for no reason. I'm saying it because this is a reality. This is what happens. And it's really an imagination and you are validating it that it is truly projecting. You see that? You can be confusing that for astral projection. And I'm telling you people, most people confuse this for astral traveling. I want to make this clear. I got to call for what it is. And I'm telling you, look, if you don't, if you're not describing anything within the parameters, okay, if you're not describing anything within the parameters that's not out of the norm or doesn't really go beyond the physical or the objective realm, then it's really not astral travel, okay? So let's be clear on what that is and what it's not, all right? Uh, Stridjor and Mador have mastered flight and learned to maintain an etheric body of prana, which allows them to interact with the corporal world. Effectively, they are disembodied consciousness who learn to tap and manage pranic energies in their human lives. And once the first death comes, they maintain their conscious existence and reside between the first and second deaths. What's the first death? Anybody know? What's the first death? What is the first death we must overcome? It's not a physical death, people. Go ahead. What are you gonna say, Ray? In the book, speaking of of it, as in 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 this sense, he speak of it in a physical sense, the first death. But mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. But in this instance, he states it in, as in physical. But how? Mm -hmm. Did you hear me? Do you have the section? I'm sorry. Hello. 
No, I said no, if you have the text, I think. Well, all right, so explain how. Can you explain to us how he explains it briefly? Oh, no, I just remember. I can't remember what section it was. But that's what right. it comes from. But what I want to make. Yeah. Well, no, what it is, partially you're right. What it is, is it's not literally a physical death in the sense where you cease to breathe and life doesn't exist. It's not that type of physical death. All right. It's completely giving up old way. It's a death in a sense because a part of you does die physically. Because remember, the physical and the spirit, there's a thin line between the two. But what it's talking about is you must overcome your indoctrinations, your false beliefs, uh, all of your per things you categorize as or standards and morals. Not, I'm not talking about basic common sense standard and morals. I'm saying your spiritual morality, what you have personally defined as good and bad, which is not a reality, it doesn't exist. They're just different varying degrees of uh, vibrational frequencies, polarity, that they're, they're, they're just varying degrees of the same thing. Um, all of those things, you must give those up. You must, it's just like no different when saying a Mason goes through the Masonic lodge and the three degrees represent birth, death, and resurrection. And a Mason goes through the first death because when they're raised up as a master, it's the same thing. They are now resurrected to a new life. They are caught, as it says here, in between now, the first and the third. Gianno, Gianno, buddy. Gianno. Then there's annoyed. me. Yeah, you, what I'm trying to get make, make crystal clear is you're between, as it says here in the book, the first and the third death, right? So you've overcome the first. The first. Say it again. The first and the second death. So the first death is many deaths. So you die in many deaths. So you die into many things. You die into Correct. many. Okay. Yes. And point being is immortality or what we know or what, and and that's one of the goals of a vampire is to understand those states of immortality we understand we never we never spiritually die right? we understand this crystal clear all right we we understanding which we're going to get into if we have time to get into it when we get to the point of that understanding of what immortality is and this is what the ancient egyptians were trying to teach in all of their mysteries right when you're reading about the opening of the mouth ceremony, when you're looking at the pyramid text, the funeral text, when you're looking at all these different texts, they were showing that their life continues on in the ethers, right? It continued, this is just a temporary stop in the sense your journey continues, right? I mentioned this before one time, right? And again, we'll go, we're going to get back into that. Uh, I don't want to get too much on it now. But when you're reading these stories, of a ritual like the opening of the mouth ceremony, right? And you will see stories where the ancient Egyptians, you know, it was symbolic where they would take their riches and their and their physical objects and they would be buried with them within a tomb. That was symbolic to represent because they fully understood where they were heading. It was eternal life, right? The Ankh represents so many different things. That's the basic meaning because when you, you, know, you turn it sideways, it, it could look like a key. Also, the shit represents the male and the female, et cetera, et cetera. But it was a symbol of eternal life, right? And, and as I said before, we tend to get it twisted. We think this is living. But in reality, when you really look at it, you're living to die, okay? And let me explain that so we're clear. You actually started to die the first time 
or the moment you proceeded out of your mother's womb because you're getting close to physical death. You came from eternal life, right? You were birthed on that plane, right? But once you came here by choice and you came into a physical manifestation, you now have taken on the burden of wanting to go through one, the first death on a, on a, on a multitude of levels, but you're now getting close to that physical death that we talk about. Just think about it. As you get older, things don't get easier, do they? As you get older, the health doesn't get easier to maintain, right? And sometimes you don't even have to be old. You're now susceptible to all the things that come, to, come along with being in this existence, all right? So this isn't life. Don't confuse this. Now, I'm not saying that to say, look, speed up your process, because that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we got it twisted, all right, when we... <laughs> When we think, or people, I'm not saying us, I would hope us on this path don't think like that. Uh, we, 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 we have this illusionary concept that this is life and living, but you should live your life to the fullest. You should utilize your time here to perfect and master yourself. That's the whole point. That's why you're here, to indulge, experiment, fulfill, and master this shit. Because if you don't, and you're just going in line with some dogma and following along with some group and thinking that somebody else can give you your personal salvation, you're fooling yourself, all right? All right, let's finish the last part of this so we can move on. Uh, okay, we did finish that, my bad. All right, the others, I'm, I'm going to breeze through some of these and not touch on them. I already went through the belief thing. We do deal with beliefs, but personal beliefs on this path, not religious beliefs. If we can't confirm it personally, and we can't raise ourselves up to the realization of it personal, then it's not, it's not a belief based on factual evidence in relationship to ourselves. So understand, you got to have a belief because working magic involves dealing with personal beliefs that you create magical beliefs, whether it com comes from your, your subjective and you transition it to the objective, but it's not objective 100% in nature, all right? So want to make sure we understand, because if you see that in the book, you'd be like, belief, isn't, isn't that religious? No, it, it's, and he refers to it here as a chaos magician, uses the concept of belief a lot. And you do, because you create systems personal things that you attribute to yourself, especially when you work in chaos magic. So understand the power or the tool of what they call belief. We already went through the blood. So we're gonna go ahead and skip that. I did that in the beginning. This one I think is important, a very short section, but I think this one is important because this applies again to any and every situation that you can think of, all right? Intent and sincerity. Without intent and sincerity, I'm gonna say this slow. What's up? You know? Okay. Without intent and sincerity, all is lost in magic. Say that again. Without intent and sincerity. This sounds familiar. All magic is lost. Okay. I've said a million times before, if your intent isn't right, you're wasting your time. Do you actually sit down and fuel the intent of what you're trying to do correctly? Are you actually doing that? 
Or are you just doing it because you want to do it? Or you're doing it because it's something that grasped your attention? Or you're doing it because uh, for whatever other uh, uh, reasons that don't really add up? Got to ask yourself that when you're carrying a lot of this stuff out. What purpose is it serving? Why am I doing it? What's my goal? What am I trying to obtain or attain? If you can't clearly, if you got to sit there and really think hard about it, stop. That's not the work. Mm -hmm. It's not the work you should be doing. All right. All right. As important as agreement, one must be honest and come with a sincere intent to be able to direct will and energy. The Strajoy hold high standards in individual and community. When you go to perform a ritual, it must be sacred communion of the simplest arts of vampirism. You put aside the humor and fantasy and bring into full realization your own focus. I was just talking about that earlier. Even in a group working, you should have your own focus as long as it's in line with the overall goal. The reason why you should have your own is because is everybody going to have the same method and approach it exactly the same way? Absolutely not. That's why you must understand that. All right, I'm going to breeze through these. Then we're going to go, you know, we'll take some questions and go to the phone. Some of them I'm not going to go into yeah. detail, and it's going to be for another time. Okay. Um, so I hope that's clear on intent and sincerity. All right. Uh, then we have invocation and evocation, which I'll give you the quick on them. Uh, just basically, we'll use Crowley's definition, all right? To invoke something is just like the word says, and you're bringing something in when you're invoking, right? And when you're evoking, you're calling something per se forth, right? As the, as, as the book will explain. Sometimes I think people think those two are, are, are the same and they're not. Because when you're invoking something, you're tapping into that energy that resides within. When you're evoking, it, it would be similar to if, you are invoking a certain energy or spirit to mount or possess, as some say. Um, there is a difference between the two. And you're trying to embody or become what that particular, it could be an archetype, spirit, whatever you want to call it, or what you're working with. That's the difference between evoking and invoking. Serve two different purposes. It's a part. It's utilized on this path. Both methods. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Meditation. Self-explanatory, right? This path, no matter what, not just this path, you should be practicing consistent meditation. It's, it's a must. Why? I've always said this. No great prophet, sage, mystic, seer ever received a revelation while they were talking. Is that correct or not? Ask yourself that. The only way you're going to hear those inner messages from your higher self is via meditation. Through meditation techniques, through certain practices of visualization, et cetera, you will obtain those higher states of tapping into your personal name and your higher or your true or your real self. They just had an article a couple months back. It was big. They were saying that just simple meditation for several minutes a day on a daily basis can improve your overall health, your physical health. It can lower blood pressure. It can improve digestion. It can improve memory uh, or, or, I'm sorry, prevent memory loss. I mean, you go research this yourself. Some of you probably already have. You know what I'm talking about. There are many benefits to consistent 
and proper meditation. Okay. It's something on all these paths of, of self-mastery, left-hand path, whatever you want to call it. It's always a part of us of any of these spiritual systems. All right. Very important for us to incorporate in some shape, form, or fashion uh, into our spiritual uh, practices. All right. What else we got? All right, so that's med meditation. Necromancy, well, it could be a class on that in itself. Um, but quickly, the esoteric process of speaking with the spirits of the dead for deviation is known as necromancy. The living vampire is a natural necromancer, and these practices, which are communion with the undead, are at the core of these mysteries. However, there are other uses. The vampire can tap into the dream matrix of dead souls and pull out information. Some have mastered the practice of exercising the spirits of humans, animals, demons, elements, or even renegades for joy. We hear in human le legends the tales of the Haitian voodoo priests making zombies, witches, dealing with demons and necromancers, capturing and containing entities and spirits of the dead. Necromancy is often considered taboo and forbidden to the mortal-minded, yet since it is natural to the Strajoy, this becomes a powerful tool of self-deification, all right? These transmissions and messages from the other side can come forth in ritual, spontaneously, elementary divinations or visions. This is one of the main ways in which the destroyer is able to communicate with us, all right? That in itself, I'm, we're not gonna go too much into that for time's sake, all right? Um, we will maybe touch on that another time. Uh, the ritual chamber. I'm gonna get to these phones. We might have to skip some of this. I, mean, I think you're getting some of the basic elements. Uh, ritual chamber is very important. Uh, you should all have your own private, personal working space. Okay. Something to enhance what it is, you know, where you work and what what you do. Very important. All right. I think we all know the importance of an altar, a ritual space, a place where you can connect. Uh, imagery to me, and not just to me, many people will agree with this, is very important when doing a lot of this ritualistic work, even on a, especially even on an individual level. Um, you're at liberty and you have the freedom to decide how much of it or lack of you will use or not. Um, I personally, just to enhance, because really in essence, you don't need any of this shit to work magic. It's all mental, but the imagery can enhance that experience and make it more powerful. It can make it stronger. And I've always been one, I, I'm, I'm down with the whole full blown, the full bells and whistles, as they say, you know, candles, incense, imagery, altar cloths, you know, the whole nine. Because what I think it does is even, it, it focuses in and zones in and activates more powerful psyche centers in your subconscious mind, stuff that you may not even be aware of is at work. Um, so I think the imagery helps activate that even stronger. And it's not that it's mandatory, but I think it does, it helps in a, in a great way. All right. <laughs> shape shifting. We all know what shape shifting is, right? Um, you know, we talked about this in the last couple of videos. Um, this was a fact that we were talking about through the uh, Obia spiritual system. This is not something you would just see here. So this is a practice that, that can be, that predates 
some of the modern techniques of vampirism, right? This, you could trace shape-shifting back to African and Egyptian spiritual systems. This is nothing new, but why do people hear it in this? People that are ignorant and spooked out and they think it's some crazy off the wall shit. It's just, you're just not familiar with it. Because you're not familiar with it don't mean that it's not a reality. It just means you're not familiar with it. That's all, that's all it means. Um, but we know that exists. Shape-shifting, it could be uh, other, uh, you know, bats, wolves, different animals. Uh, you see this depicted uh, in many different, you know, spiritual systems. When it's talking about here, particularly in this book, it's mentioning in, uh, you know, shape-shifting into particular animals. Um, but with the perspective, shape-shifting can be done by many awakened beings, but it's predominantly on the astral plane. Why did I point that out? It doesn't, does this mean this always happens physically on the objective realm? No. It's talking about in this spiritual system, it predominantly is, is referring to it on the astral plane. And this is why I said again earlier, when people were talking about the astral travel, sometimes I don't hear any of that. I have heard people tell me that when they took flight, they took a different form. But what does that mean? And what is that? How should one communicate that message to their personal selves and subconscious mind? Well, study what the animal represents, if that's the case. Okay. Because it's telling you something about you. So I want to make that clear. Because I don't want nobody emailing me talking about they shapeshifted. <laughs> they shapeshifted into a wolf and shit. I don't want to get no emails about that. I'm just kidding. But I want to make sure we're clear on that. So I wanted to point that part out. Um, with shape-shifting, all right? Uh, sacrifice, et cetera. We're, we're kind of not, we're not gonna go through all these now. Really, it just was left with the sacrifice, the servitors, the shadow, right? Um, which I think this is important, all right? So I'm gonna read the shadow. Servitors, we know what creating servitors is uh, on this path. Again, we'll get into that another time for the sake of time. I'm not gonna get into all that. I do wanna read the last one here, the shadow, which is the short section. According, according to Carl Gustav Jung, who everybody I'm sure is familiar with, a Swiss psychiatrist and the founder of analytical psychology, the shadow is the portion of ourselves that is the catalyst for all our negative emotions and self-destructive tendencies. The shadow is comprised mostly of repressed emotions, uncontrolled ego, and primitive urges. Now, you know what I mean when you deal with your shadow self. You know, the stuff that you're suppressing, the stuff that you're hiding, the real you, which makes up not just the... The, the good stuff, but the bad stuff, right? The shadow is like a great beast within all sentient creatures, even more so for us, because we reject the eternal optimism and placidity offered by mortal-minded belief. We must all at times keep the shadow from becoming overwhelming and causing ourselves and those around us to be wrapped in negativity. We are more susceptible to the shadow than the mortal-minded because we are more in touch with what humans call our dark side. Now you understand why they say dark magic, black magic, the dark path. This is what we're talking about, people. We're not talking about, you know, just putting on a hooded robe and walking around saying, saying, hail Satan, as some people think it is. No, when you say you're a person that practices the dark arts, this is why you're saying it. Because you are the person that has made the conscious decision and commitment to deal with your shadow self, the part that most people have no control over, or lack of, I should say. Okay, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about 
if you're in the room and you're on the path and you oh, not me. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Pat you on the back. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm speaking in general. The average person does not have control over this. They're actually controlled by it. And this is what I was saying earlier. The average person by nature is reactionary. They're programmed to react because they have no control of their shadow self. They have no control of that uh, rage and that, you know, all those things that are described here, all right? All those emotions, negative in the sense, something is only negative to you when it hinders your growth. So when you hear the word negative and positive, good and bad, that's personal. Reason why I say it's personal is because one thing could appear to one individual as good or bad or good or, 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 or positive, and that same concept or thing can appear to another individual negative or bad simultaneously. So can two things occupy the same space at the same time? Maybe not physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, okay? That's just basically, <laughs> you got to look at it in a bigger perspective, right? All right, then it goes on to say, this is especially true for all those who are still de-identifying from their mortal-minded roots. Controlling the shadow can be a challenging process for many of us, and it takes sheer will. Do not become hearted, hardened and jading your rejection of belief and illusion and turn to despair and nihilism. Remember that there's still much life, love, creativity, and joy in this world. So live your life to the fullest, no doubt. Because don't get in the mindset that I'm here and I shouldn't be able to. See, this is what the fluffy paths teach. Be in the world, but not of the world. Meditate away all of your desire. That's all bullshit. Because with that constant suppression and resistance, you're creating more persistence. That's the biggest bullshit. And most people run and hide in those systems because they're trying to avoid their personal insecurities, number one, their shortcomings and their failures. Just because you got issues with all of those areas, it could be, it could be any of the aforementioned things, okay? If you run somewhere and think you're going to put on some uh, attire and, and, take 100% allegiance to some spiritual belief or system that that's going to go away, man, you're creating more fire. You're adding more gasoline and flames to that fire. That's not how it works. And this is why most people struggle or fail. Well, most people, you know, we all know people are what I call culture hop, I like to call it, or doctrine hop, right, or dogma hop, right? We all probably know a couple people here and there, maybe, maybe a lot of us know more. We always, maybe that one person, we, we may not be, friends, friends with them on a personal level, but every time we see them, they're into some other shit. You see them one week, they're a fucking militant Muslim. You know, you see them six months to a year later, now all of a sudden they found Buddha. You see them six months to a year later, they're back to being a radical black hero. I know people like this. What that says is that person is very conflicted. They're not dealing with their shadow self. They're not addressing what we call bullshit, but not just saying it, I'm saying they're literally not dealing with their shortcomings and their weaknesses. So that is usually a telltale sign of somebody who I like to like to say doctrine hops or dogma hops, right? You understand? This is the reason why. They're conflicted in here because they're not dealing with the shadow self. They struggle on those levels. So they think by becoming a devout Muslim or a devout Buddhist or whatever the fuck it is they want to be, that that's all going to disappear. It doesn't. Trust me. You're wasting your time. All right? Then it goes on to say, so, so enjoy, right? 
live your existence, right? Your existence is what you make of it. Choose to be the catalyst of all good things in your life. Choose to be empowered, choose enjoyment. Remember always, you are your own God and divinity, okay? Divinity has root in what word, right? Excuse me, one second. Divine, right? Has root in the word divine, right? Understand these principles. Now, these are some of the key elements. Now, we didn't even get into, uh, I know, which that's a whole nother class, uh, sex magic, power of the orgasm, right? That's that's important on this path, but that's a class in itself. I don't want to start talking about all these topics. Um, and there's ritualistic aspects of it. Um, and I think that'll be something upcoming that we will do and focus just on that. And they, well, I don't know if we want to get into exact techniques outside of this, but it's part of it. Um, and color, we didn't really get into color. We know the importance of color, symbols, et cetera, et cetera, all right? So I think we covered some of the basic elements. So what I will do for the sake of time, and I'm trying to keep this one in the promise, yeah, um, we will reschedule this. We had uh, connection issues, just for those that came in late. Uh, we just rolled with it. Um, we will we will get this rescheduled. Um, so look for that. I'll post it. We will get it correct. Um, shit happens. That's not the first time this has happened to us on uh, talk show. Um, so it, it tends to happen. But we'll get it corrected. But just real quick, for, I know there's more people here now. If you looked in the community page, some upcoming guests we got. February is going to be a good month. Um, we have on uh, February 21st, we have Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum coming back on the show. Uh, we've changed the date for Bow Cabin. I spoke with him today. And you, if you see, I posted he's going to come on February 28th. Reason for that, that's the day in the launching of his brand new book that he's got coming out. Uh, Ghosts, Demons. Um, I'll give you the title. He actually sent me uh, an electronic version. Uh, the book will be released on February 28th. So he wants to come on that date so we can talk about that book. And I said, that'd be a great idea. I think that would be cool. And plus he'll be on the show to launch it, which I think will be even, you know, cool. But the title, and I haven't, I've glanced through it. And one of my goals this weekend is to really look at it. Uh, Devils, Demons, and Ghosts in the Hebrew Tradition, Romance in the Sitra Akra. And if you're not familiar with Hebrew mysticism and working with, if you if you work with some of the Goetia and the demons, you'll know. Um, it's a long grimoire. He's been working on it for a while from what he told me. Uh, as I'm looking at some of the texts, word on, quote, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, he says, I have been writing from morning to night. The new book must be done by the 14th so it is conceivable I can do the 28th. Since the new book will be out, we can discuss it. I'll send you a copy once it is completed so you have a reference. Do you usually read through Kindle? It is about Jewish demonology and the Sitra Akra per the Judaic aspect of the Kabbalah, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to get into some of the other stuff. Um, so that, that that's the goal. Um, we'll aim for that, and I think it'll be good because uh, we'll have that material in addition um to going over some of the existing stuff that he has out so that'll be on the 28th 
I also uh, waiting for a confirmation date from Tracy Rollin, who wrote Santa Muerte, The Holy Death, which in my opinion is probably the best book out there that I have read on The Holy Death. That's that's my opinion. I think a lot of people will agree with that. Uh, so we, and we have some more some more upcoming surprises in the next couple couple of months. All right, all right. So let's take some questions, some of your comments. Uh, you want to feed them, um, Raven, or do you want? Are you there? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm here. Sure. All right. You want to feed them and just read them to me, or? Yeah, I said yes. I'm not sure if you heard me. Where Where we starting at? We're actually starting. I had to go back up to the on um, top. My apologies. Um, so we are starting at. Where did she go? Looks like everything is in YouTube. I think. Everything is in YouTube. Okay. Um, it was at eight twenty-nine. I just I thought I saw something before that. Right, I'll go through it with you. I'll stay in the YouTube. Yes, it's just simply in YouTube. There's nothing over in um talk to but um at eight twenty-nine, undutilating darkness had a question when you were speaking on energy. Do you guys mm-hmm. all feed off energy from nature? like the sun, earth core, etc. Yeah, excellent question. And the answer is most definitely yes, all right? Now, understanding the energy of the sun is very important. Uh, and I've, I've talked about this, and actually, we're gonna get into this um, when Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum comes on, and I would refer you to his book, Dark Light Consciousness. Um, the energy of the sun is very important to charge up your neural mouth, all right? We got to understand the difference between neuro and neural. Neuro is the physical pigmentation that we identify melanin with. Neuro is all the melanin that encodes every organ and attribute of the inner, inner part of your body. Your whole entire body is lined uh, with neuro melanin. Okay, uh, and the sun is what replenishes and charges that. Um, we also know, uh, and we were talking about last week, um, obia. Uh, working with spirits and nature, the energy of plants and trees, uh, all that is a reality. All that, there's an aspect of magic, uh, whether it's through the process of photosynthesis, because plants feed off of the energy of the sun, as we know, that's how that process works. We too, as living organisms, feed off uh, the energy of the sun. Now, also in Luciferian magic, understand this is very important to understand. In Luciferian magic, as I mentioned before, in a lot of Luciferian sorcery and magic and rituals, there's always that connection between the micro and the macrocosm. Understanding you you as a living, breathing entity and being and your connection with nature. So yes, whether it's dealing with the planets and the position of uh, the moon, the sun, that is all tied into magical practices, absorption of energy. Uh, exchange and release of energy given and taken because we know it also pulls energy from us, right? Uh, but the the sun with the neuromelanin is probably the most important. Depending on your pigmentation, it's people have it twisted. They think people that are dark skinned don't need to be in the sun, and that's actually completely false. And I would refer people to Dr. Jewel Pukram, who's actually probably one of the experts on this topic. If you're dark skinned, your body tends to burn, burn a lot more of that melanin and it needs to be replenished a lot more than somebody that's light or fair skinned. 
So when you're dark skinned, you need to spend more time in the sun. Now there's been an indoctrination with that because I've always, I've mentioned this uh, several times in the past. When I first came down here from New York, from Florida, I would see black people walking around with umbrellas trying to avoid the sun. And that's usually a telltale sign that their neuromelanin is, is out of whack. It's all fucked up. They're eating the wrong type of shit. When the sun drains you in your dark skin, you better check yourself. Something's not right. It's not supposed to happen. If you are fair skinned, light skinned, 20 to 25 minutes minimum is really all you need to recharge because you don't burn off as much as the neuromelanin. This is a scientific fact. Don't take my word for it. But we've got that concept reversed. So stop being afraid of that sun. That sun can revitalize and charge you. That's what Ra represented in ancient Egypt. That's why the sun was symbolic with a high, a God on high, right? Don't get caught up in the religious shit, right? But I'm just saying, that's why the sun was always in these mysteries and texts was one of the most powerful sources. And it was utilized in many different ways. And that's how the ancient Egyptians, they looked at the sun as the vital life force. Because without the sun, they realized one physical existence and life on this planet would cease to exist. That's a reality, that's a scientific fact. So yes, there's many, many, and I'm just touching briefly on a couple quick ones. There are many different aspects of connecting with uh, nature and the sun, the earth's core. Now you say the earth's core, I mean, we're talking about what we know. Say it again. Yeah, grounding. When you ground yourself, you try to pull, try to ground yourself as deep as you can into the earth. Right. And there were, in some mysteries, there, there's a place in some studies that people refer to as Shambhala, right? right. Also, Udon, they have a deity called Dambala, right? Uh, and there's, there's principles and concepts that connect to even that, uh, that core energy. So uh, it's an excellent question. And the answer most definitely is yes. As I'm, again, I'm just running through a couple of them quick, um, but yes. Jack, All brother right. Jack, what's up? When brother Duma pops back in, I think he's trying to connect on the call. All right, um, let me see if we can get him on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I've been seeing him going. When he, when he gets on, I want to ask him if he's got any problem because I see he's been going in and out all night on, and I want to see if it's if we if that was the same issue why we couldn't connect while Sebastian. I want to see if it's the same thing because I've been saying. Uh, him come in on the bottom and pop out here and he's only staying in for a couple of seconds unless he has to unless he's doing that intentionally which i don't think so um because i remember on the old format sometimes we would have the problem i haven't seen that yet on the new one but if you just restarted this where um people either couldn't get in they would call and they would send me texts saying that uh they put the pin in it wouldn't allow them in or saying some crazy shit and understand this just so you guys understand if you're trying to connect on that platform we don't really have too much um unfortunately we don't have too much control when stuff like that happens and it does happen occasionally it is expected here and there um but i even remember with the old format we really nothing we could do about it and it, it used to happen um and i don't know if they changed this new format and i know that was one of the complaints about the old format um but Unfortunately, there's nothing we can really do on our end. Um, but I will see if we get back on. All right, let's go back uh, to the YouTube. See what we got. Uh, I'll kind of watch the you. I got it on my screen now. 
okay. If I miss something, though, just catch me. All right, Jack. Jack sometimes feeds off the stars. What you feed off, brother? Lucky Charms? Nice stuff. Fucking with you, bro. Oh, if you're still listening, Jack, I don't know if you're here. Uh, uh, send out the thing for the 22nd and the 23rd next month. I'm going to make sure you're going to be back here. Yeah, I'm not sure if you are, but hit me up. All right. Uh, you see uh, Raven put in the phone number, and I know I saw Wacky J put it. Somebody else put it in early. If you want to call in and ask a question and speak to myself, uh, Raven, or you want your voice to be heard, uh, you'll see right there in the chat, if you're listening, if you're either live on TalkShoe or you are live here on YouTube, the call-in number is 605-562-0444. And it's going to ask you for the ID, which is 134778. So if you want to call in, I've been trying to encourage, uh, I know since we're running on both platforms, everybody's comfortable with the YouTube thing. They don't um, want their voice to be recorded. <laughs> I gotta stop. We got warrants. People don't want to call in because they got warrants and shit. <laughs> Just call in and use your code name. This is this is Thickalicious calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Let me stop. But um, yeah, call in. Call your voice there. Everybody did on the old platform. I don't know oh, what, what nobody did. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can get somebody on. Let me add. Uh, so he just popped out again. See, it's gone. Something, yeah, something going on with this shit. Tonight. No, he just put it. I saw I went to the bottom real quick to see if he typed anything in. And he yeah. has he says, no having a problem with it tonight. Talk shoe. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so then that, that, that kind of, right. Then that must be why we're having, yeah. Uh, ask him if, if we can. He can hear you. Uh, okay, you're in DC, right? Ask him what, what kind of device are you using to try to connect? Are you using a cell phone? I want to see what you type. So this might explain why we were having problems. I don't see him typing in anything. Where are you seeing this? He's on YouTube typing. Oh, let me go back. Okay, hold on. I'm on. I'm on talk show. Um, he said, "Yeah, cell me. phone." He said, "Yeah, cell phone." All right, that's what it is. And so was he. He was trying to use a cell phone too. So, all right. And when, last thing I want to know, this helped me because what carrier, if you can tell us what carrier, is it T-Mobile or Metro? This will help me when I report the, uh, you know, the, what you call it, the um, technical issues because they. Did he, he type in Met- what provider? Yeah. Okay. He, right. he typed okay. Metro. That's what it is. All right. So we'll have to make sure. Uh, we reschedule this. Can't man. we have to get them on a landline or? All right. Yeah. Let me just put that out there, people. Uh, under this new platform, you've heard you've heard us mention it when we first started back up. This didn't this didn't used to exist on the old platform. I just want to make this clear. If you have T-Mobile or Metro, it's hard to connect by phone if you don't have this. There's a certain plan you got to have. I don't know why, what what it is. Um, or they, they charge you a penny a minute. Um, it, I guess because this is a, uh, a talk a talk show type of number, it's not included in, a, in those in the plans, which I think is ridiculous. T-Mobile and Metro, um, we, we 
have we have found that people have experienced difficulty connecting if you have those carriers by phone. So it's probably better to connect to the internet if you can. Um, when you connect via the internet, it gives you the capabilities of video and audio. If you don't want to be seen on camera, you just keep your camera off. You just turn your camera off. But at least you will be on the call if you want to actually talk live and ask a question. You can just keep your camera off if you don't want to be seen. Um, but unfortunately, that issue exists with T-Mobile and Metro, and there's nothing. We ain't got no control over that. All right. But again, if you do want to call in 605-562-0444, ID is 134-778. All right. Yep, and all you have to do is choose join, um, join live, join studio live, and once that you choose join studio live, it's going to give you, I believe, three options, and choose the one with the computer option that gives you the ability to listen and speak to, and speak, um, ask your question. All right, I got Doom in here. Let me see if I can plug him in. Let's see. Brother Duma, can you hear me? Uh, he's just viewing. No audio connected. Yeah, but he's got no audio connected. He says viewing only. Yeah, all right. All right, I give up on that shit. We'll, we'll have to look at that. And again, you know, software is new. We just restarted using it. So we're going to have to work some of the kinks out. That is what it is. Make the best of it and just keep rolling. All right. Brother Phil tapped in, vegan diet is bad for your health. Nothing but sugar. Listen to the horror story of ex-vegans. I agree. I uh, found, look, again, I don't want to get too much and keep, keep going on about it, but there's not one specific diet that works for everybody. I just want to stress that. If you believe that shit, you're stupid, okay? Yes, there's basic things we should know when it comes to diet, but... Phil's making another good point. I've heard those horror stories, too. Um, I, I would just say be careful with it. The best thing I can say, you know. And remember, a lot of those those diets where everybody's just eating raw foods and dry foods and fruits. and try, Remember, a lot of stuff is geared towards people that live in a tropical environment. A lot of those diets are not good if you live in extreme cold weather. I'm telling you. You do a disservice. Now, some people by nature who per se are A, A blood, B, they are more herbivorous. Some of them are able to maintain through that. But I'm speaking more so for my O positive and O negative people. You will struggle with that. Trust me when I tell you. All right. You got a caller. Okay. See what we got here. Hold on. Okay, let's see what this is. Okay, we got 850-405. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Hey, okay, we got have, you, uh, brother. Okay, I had a question about because sure. uh, I've been at this thing for a while now, and um, I noticed some similarities. I want to uh, because I've been really studying the Kabbalah, but okay. um, I seen I seen some because you know uh, I've been trying to go at it through like colors, almost like. Uh, just meditating on a certain color that day. Okay. Uh, I wanted to know um, how do you line that up with with the Kabbalah, like uh, far as far as like uh, 
say like if you wanted something uh to manifest and mm-hmm. and and you right. wanted to move up through the through the tree through mm-hmm. through 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 like uh do you do it by color or do you do it by because uh, I see some people do it by chanting and stuff like that too and it's you know but uh what what would be the best way to move up through the tree and how okay do you good question right right. All right, now there is different aspects to work with. You're completely right. So you mentioned color and chanting. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Uh, orders such as the Golden Dawn and the Rosicrucian Order, for an example, which um, that I belong to for many years now, they will use the chanting aspect of it. Um, not only, but it is a big. It is a big part of it. Now there's dip. Now we also use Kabbalah on left hand path practices, but it's a little bit different in in nature when you go up the tree. Um, now, let, let's, for example, see if we can share screens. Um, I, do, I do think that has the ability here. Hold on. Let's see if we can pull up the tree, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. It does give you the ability to share screens, and then those that are watching, hold on, will be able to see it. And then the color, color, because then there's a lot of work with it, dealing with it with your chakras, too. And that's worked with uh, on many of these paths. Hold on. See if I can get this up on the screen, just so people can see it. Uh, but, but why I'm pulling this up? So when you work with colors, you you were saying, how do you use that in relation to manifestation? Would be what I would what, uh, what I would want to ask. Uh, far as when uh. Well, this is how I've been using it. When I want to attract something, like uh, I associate it with a certain color, I want to attract like some uh, some more finances into my life. I would sit down and meditate on like a green ball. Okay. Or you know, if I if I need uh, and I do this a lot because I, I live on a bike, and uh, this the this like my little method that I done developed. I would focus on red, and it would give me more power as I'm going through my day you know uh right. because it's 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 very uh taxing on the body so that's when i'm feeling my power draining i would do that okay but um but i still haven't mastered and know how to move up the street yet even though i study and study i still haven't really right. i haven't really got the experience of moving up the tree yet Right. Well, I mean, it's it's a life it's a lifelong process, especially when you get to the top at at the crown, right? When we're dealing with immortality. Now, so how we'll connect with it on this path is when you're dealing with the chakras, right? Um, your body uh, as you go through the tree. I can't get this on. The, I'm trying to get this on the screen, but this shit's acting up. Um, when you look at the design of the tree and, and the path that you travel, for an example, hold on, let me try this. This might work here. Hold on one second. I would like people to see it. It would, uh, it would actually be more beneficial. Let me try this real quick. All types of problems. Let's see if this works here. Hold on. Can anybody see anything there? No. no. Shit. All right, hold on. All right, let me try one last thing. If it don't work, then we'll just, uh. We ain't having no fucking luck with anything today. Uh, what about now? No. All right, hold on. <sighs> One second. 
Let's see if this works here. Because uh, if you see this, it will actually make a lot more sense. Um, but anyway, not to not to waste time. We're just going to have to run. I can't get it on the screen. But the, the mystery okay. is of the Kabbalah. Now, for an example, if there's somebody working it, there's the Hebrew mystical aspect of it. We don't really work with it on that path. Uh, that becomes a little religious. Um, but working through it, we connect it more to how it's in correlation to the chakras. Because especially when you get to the uh -huh. crown chakra, and some will correlate that to the top of the tree. Some pronounce it Kether, Kether. There's different pronunciations of it, which is the highest state or the vital life force state. And for an example, in the Rosicrucian order or alchemy, uh, they'll call it uh, the vital life force, which connects everything. Really, that's another, or you'll see it abbreviated as VLF. That's just a polite term for being in an etheric or an energy state. So like you said, you, you, you you're saying what you're saying as far as you haven't really worked it yet because the eventual goal how we look at it on this path is to get to that state of immortality to get because that's what the top of the crown but that represents the transition quote unquote from the physical into the ether where you now have evolved into a, a band of what we say pure light and energy in the kabbalah mysteries um then when you correlate it to your chakras like you say i asked like how do you manifest it by using color. Now, how we would do that with the Kabbalah tree, when you look at the image I was trying to pull up, was to show you the one that's connected to the root chakra. And the color that we would use for that would be a brownish, reddish, or anything dealing with earth tones or earth colors. Um, we would work as far as with that color. And if you wanted to correlate, let's just say uh, crystals or certain stones, we would, we would do something to activate that chakra via how it connects to the tree in your case like how you said uh if you if we were trying to manifest something so what i'm trying to what i'm trying to say is as you move up the tree and what each part of the tree represents you would have to correlate and connect that to something that's operative within you because remember that tree of life now in hebrew mysticism even though it's you know they can't apply it on an internal level but it, it does come off to me personally to be a little religious because even when you look at casting or not casting banishing rituals right they use a lot of the mysticism from kabbalism when they banish because then you're also dealing with if that's the aspect you work i'm not saying you but i'm speaking in general if you're working yeah. the aspect of the tree some will correlate the archangels and all that shit in it i necessarily don't fuck with it like that i'm more or less using it on a uh, metaphysical and spiritual level yeah so you getting the religion out of the way. Yeah, big, yeah, big time. Now, I'm not knocking anybody that that uses it. And I always say this, if, if you're getting results, I don't care what it is, even if it's if I just said something and say you are using it with the archangels and all of that Hebrew mysticism and it works for you, then power to you. I'm not telling you not to do it. Hmm. Um, I, I can only explain. I don't I don't mess with it. I don't feel the need to. That's just me. And I'm sure there's many others out there that uh, feel similar. But. 
um, the way you're describing it, if you got that power and ability, and that's a great thing if you're using color. Now, matter of fact, I didn't get into it. There was one of the elements in this system. Like, let me give you an example, and I'm glad you chimed in on this. So let me go to the section real quick on color here, which I have in front of me, right? And maybe this will kind of, okay. for the listeners, not so much you, but for the listeners, and, and then I'm going to let you, if you got more, I'll let you finish. Um, all right, so color was one of the elements, right? All right, symbol, black and red is two biggest colors on this path. But just to give you an example, example, right? Um, when you get into different colors, not, not to have to read it and go through it, it talks about the vibrational frequency and the energy that the colors carry. Colors, in a sense, are symbols. Like even when you connect it, per se, to candle magic, right? You will notice specific colors are designated in candle magic rituals for specific reasons. Like, for an example, if it's an aggressive thing that needs to be accomplished, right? Black candle burning is always recommended because black absorbs everything and it only admits what the individual charges with it. So it absorbs everything that needs to be eliminated, but it sends out what you charge it with. And it's the most powerful color, right? That would be at the top of the tree because that represents no boundaries. That represents no limitations. That would represent quote unquote, I'm just using symbolic terms, a divine state of being. Whereas when you get to the bottom of the tree with colors, when we're talking about the earth tones being grounded in the root chakra, that's where one would work on the tree to manifest physical things such as finances, uh, job opportunities, um, career moves. Then when you start working with the child, mental plane, when you get to the middle of the tree, then you start dealing with things of a more highly spiritual in nature right? Astro traveling above the mental. Um, so just to, it, long story short, it just depends because Kabbalah can be worked a, mul a multitude of different ways. It can be through a little bit more religious through the Hebrew mysticism. It could be more metaphysical. There's an alchemy aspect that's used in the Rosicrucian order, order of the golden dawn. So you can work it from a multitude of ways. So, but anyway, if you have something else continue, hopefully that helps you. Yeah, that did, that did. Yes, that, that really did. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anything else? Or if you got, you got any other questions, uh, feel free. Uh, yeah, because um, I, was, I was thinking too, like, uh, because I don't necessarily do it through the archangels and stuff like that, but right. um, I, I work with the Orises too. So okay. uh, I, I really don't feel the need to do the archangel thing. But uh, with, with the Orises, this, this is a question I had to ask because why do you always have to ask the leg bar for permission? Like, um, I heard something you do, but I was like, well, why? Why can't you just access them without his permission? Now, in, in traditional systems, yes. Is it necessary? Well, in a, no. Um, it just depends on what methodology you're carrying out. Now, for an example, in Voudon, you'll hear me talk a lot about it in Voudon. If I'm using the ritualistic system of Voudon and opening gates in that particular yes. ritualistic system, yes. But when you're dealing with it on a more highly mental and spiritual level, absolutely not. You're correct. You can, because look, there's an aspect of dealing with the Orishian. I think the book is shit. I have it right away. It's, uh, what the hell is the name of the book? Um, I think it's your work, uh, Yoruba Rituals and Practices. 
there's a whole section in the book, and I, if you email me, I'll get you the name of it. You might have it, you might not. It shows uh, working with the Orishi through Kabbalah and the chakras, and it shows the corresponding Orishi to each chakra and parts of the tree, which I'm bringing that up based on what you're saying. That would be an example of using a metaphysical or an esoterical aspect of connecting Kabbalah, the chakras, with the Orishi, right? And it shows you each one what part it governs of our nature based on the tree and the position of the chakras in our body. So when you're working that particular methodology or system, no, it's not mandatory. But when you're carrying out, it's more mandatory in this when I say mandatory, if you want the best results, when you're carrying out a ritual with the lohar per se, and you're trying to bring down the gay day and things of that nature, yes, because now what you're doing, you're dealing with invocation. But when you're working internal within, and no, it's definitely not necessary. That's that's something you can decide uh, how, which way you're going to approach it. So because you're dealing with a more esoterical approach, a good book actually mm. even you might not have an esoteric. Um, the Vudan Gnostic workbook. There's a whole section in there on oh. that. Yeah. Okay. I heard of that book. I heard that book mentioned a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, I would get the Vudan Gnostic workbook. There's a whole section in there on the Rishi and what we're talking about and working with the Kabbalah, metaphysics, and working with the alchemical aspect of it. So uh, again, no, it's not. It's definitely not mandatory in that aspect. But if you were doing a full-blown ritual. Uh, and you had altars set up and you were trying to open, dealing with the loa and the gay day and, 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 and opening the gates and all that. Yes, because he is the gatekeeper. Uh, so when you were trying okay. to bring them down and manifest them, that's a different story. Okay. I, I, yeah, I understand it now how, how, you, how you said that. I understand it now. If, you, if you're right. going through a full-blown ritual, then you have to ask him to open the gate. Okay, Correct. I see it. I, but not you, every you, time you necessarily go to your daily worship no but i say and the reason why i say this is because remember we have to understand the you know how we correlate with spirits archetypes and and how that resides within ourselves because remember this energy also resides and exists within us so that that we definitely have to understand that so even when we're tapping into this energy we all have that papa legba aspect of ourselves or that oshun aspect of ourselves or that Obatala aspect of ourselves. But they'll teach you in traditional Ifa or Santeria when they say that you have a particular one that, that rules your head and another that guards the body. Because remember, there's always a male and a female. And I'm saying this being, being initiated, Oshun rules the head, Ogun rules my body in that spiritual system. So we're dealing with a high level of spirituality because there's always the masculine and feminine principle at play. What we would correlate that to on left-hand path practices is coming to the realization of becoming a Baphomet because you must embody masculine, feminine, and everything that comes along with it, equilibrium, all that total, totality, all of that. And that's why in the EFA system, you have one that rules the head, that's male or female. And you have a male and a female, one rules the body, one rules the head. So what does that say about an individual? And some people get lost in this. What does that say about an individual who's a male but has a female orishi such as myself that rules the head? It don't mean that you're female, because we we know on the on the spiritual realm, what a spiritual yeah. means gender is not the same thing. It doesn't mean it. Um, but I know that's that. I'm just saying that for listeners that might be listening. But 
there's there's inner workings and outer workings always at play here. So it's the approach. Um, so the answer to that question, which is a very good question, um, no. If you're working with it on an esoterical and a metaphysical level, you definitely don't have to. Okay, man. I appreciate that, brother. No, I appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks for listening. All right. Thank you. Cool. All, All right. right. I'll let somebody else call. You got it. All right. Let's see if we can get, uh, I think we got Brother Duma. Brother Duma, can you hear me? I'll let somebody else call. You got it. All right, let's see if we can get, uh, I think we got Brother Duma. Brother Duma, can you hear me? Yeah. Why can, am I hearing myself twice? Yeah, I can hear you, but I got a can massive echo. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Why am I hearing myself twice? Yeah, I don't know. That's I that's what I, I hear. Me too. Can you hear you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Yeah, I, say it's, I, I can, can hear, hear you, but I, it's, it is double. I think this is why we had problems connecting uh, farther earlier. We, we just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I can hear you. I think this is why we had problems connecting farther earlier. I'm going to try to go on YouTube and answer your question, brother. It's bad. I, I, just I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go on YouTube and answer your question, brother. It's bad. I just hear everything repeating twice. Okay. Hear me? I'm not even talking and I'm talking. That's fucking crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I hear me. I'm not even talking, and I'm talking. That is crazy. crazy. Yeah, there's something going on. So there's some crazy shit going on tonight. All right, we we're just gonna skip that. Ah, and again, he's got. What did he have again? Right? He had he had T-Mobile or Metro. Metro. Yeah, some something, something not right. And I think that's what uh father had too. So uh, see now yeah. it's going to now it's going away. It's not there anymore. No, because it was something when he when he immediately came in, it was definitely something with his connection. And he's been struggling all night. He pop he was doing the same yeah. thing. That, same thing that father was doing, he was popping in and then popping out. He would only stay in for about 10, 15 seconds and pop right out. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. It's something anyway, whatever. We just gotta deal with it. Ain't nothing we could do. All right. So let's see what else we got. Let's try to get through the rest of these questions. And then I'll uh, try to wrap this puppy up. Um, yeah, B, uh, a Lord Kush God, someone said B12 vitamins for non, and yes, I've heard that too, high levels of B12, but here in, in, in reference to the diet thing, the, the correct way to do it, I don't care if you go to a natural herbologist, you should, before partaking in any diet, you should get a thorough checkup. What do I mean by that? You should have full blood work pulled. You should understand your blood level counts. You should understand your sugar levels. You should understand your protein level, all of that. You should make sure all your organs are functioning correctly. You should get thorough blood work done, first and foremost. Get everything checked out before taking on any extreme diet. Because if you're, let's just say, for an example, you know, you may got high sugar levels and you think eating fruit and things uh, with starches uh, might be good for you. Uh, it's not. If you're eating a lot of tropical fruit, that, that could be a bad thing. It could raise the sugar levels. You should know your cholesterol levels. All of those things are important before just taking on an extreme diet because you're not going to know how to address. So some people just go on and they think, oh, if I just do this, you know, this clears up this and this clears up that. And that's not how it works all the time. So. Uh, all I'm saying is, in, if if you are an individual, and look, power to you. If that's if that's one of your 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 
goals and desires in life where you're into diet, power to you. But I would just say be careful and be wise and be smart. And I would also say don't don't push a diet that works for you as if it's going to work for everybody else. Because the first thing I ask people when they say, yeah, man, I did this diet and I got such and such and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. Cool. But what's your blood type? And that usually answers most of the questions. And then what kind of food are you eating? All right. See what else we got. Uh, sorry, uh, Phil said a story YT video of a vegan girl who had severe B12 deficiency. She got a bad, bad dose of constant vertigo until she figured it out and got shots of B12. Okay, more confirmation. Okay, let's see what else we got. Uh, Tanisha made a comment that that class was oh, excellent, talking about the Bible must take again. Uh, she's referring to a class in the in the um, fall, summer fall online session that I did. Um, we literally went through, and we're gonna we're gonna be going on a whole nother level with it in the spring session. We went through literally from Genesis to Revelation in, a, in all 114 chapters in the Quran. And we went through a whole different breakdown. And trust me, the people that took that class see that shit as something completely different. Um, but now we're getting ready to take it, the stages of it. And I'm taking with that, just with that particular topic. And I'm taking those people that have been taking the classes through through a step at a time, because within them one step, there's multiple steps, if that makes sense. But when I tell you, once you're done with that shit, you're going. <laughs> You're gonna be able. To, you're gonna be able to stand, sit and stand and you know, stand in any conversation or circle. And trust me, it's a helpful tool because I've always said we have to at some point put it into perspective because mostly everybody around us, whether it's family, friends, or some shape, form, or fashion, are affected by it. We like to tend to think it's not. It doesn't affect us, and it doesn't. But it only affects us when we come in contact with them people because we don't want to be annoyed with that shit. So it's not it's not to be used as a tool to bash people. That's not why it's supposed to be used. It's for you to get the inner understanding. But anyway, deal with that uh, another time. All right, Sister Akua, what about RH blood types? Does that also play a factor in diet? I hear conflicting stories regarding those that are RH negative. Yes. Um, RH negative is a very rare blood type. Now, what I'm about to say, this doesn't mean that a person that has RH negative blood is a, is a bad person. Now, first, we have to understand why they gave it the title RH. It's a short abbreviation for rhesus, which is a species of monkeys that uh, are considered part of our evolution. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a rare blood. Um, they can struggle with health issues because they tend not to take in, uh, other blood blood transfusions if needed well, things of that nature. Um, it does play a factor in diet because certain things can trigger illnesses. Uh, just like any diet, you know, not in that from what I know, research I've done and, and people I know that have that uh, type, it's very bad for them to eat a lot of artificial processed foods, things that the body transitions, uh, you know, excess carbs transition into sugar, 
anything that puts excess sugar in the blood is well i mean that's pretty much for anybody or any blood type but more so worse uh for that so so yes um they can they can be uh issues and complications with that i think somebody popped in uh doom is back again let's try to see if we can get him brother doom can you hear me yeah i can hear you can you uh, hear me echo, yeah the echo's gone man well so what'd you do you know what i was listening to uh i switched to my computer so I was listening, originally listening to the YouTube on my computer, and then when I tried, and when I switched it to a uh, talk show from my computer, that's what created the echo. Ah, uh, so let me so let me ask you a question, just so I know, for when I look into this uh, situation we had tonight, what was happening when you were calling in from Metro? It wasn't letting you connect, or what was actually was, going on? Originally, it um, wasn't letting me connect. Um, okay. And to call in, you had to have a card. So uh, I didn't right. have the card. But uh, okay. originally, it wasn't letting me connect to my through the internet on my phone. But it's doing it through okay. my Mac computer, though. All right. Well, I'm gonna make sure moving forward in the future. Uh, oh, there goes the echo again. Oh no, it's gone. I'm gonna make sure moving forward in the future. Uh, when we have a guest, uh, I'm going to make sure they don't have Metro or T-Mobile beforehand. Um, and now when I talk to Dr. Bynum, he's going to call him from a landmine, so we shouldn't have no problem with that. Uh, same thing with Bal Cadman. Um, but I'll make sure I get this corrected. And I'll, I'm going to make a note in the future. Uh, any guest that comes on, I'll ask them if they have T-Mobile or Metro and, and tell them we're going to have to find another method to connect you because that's not going to work. Um, and we never had this. And I know you used to tune in on the uh, older platform. We never had that issue. Yeah. But, uh, talk show for whatever. They tell you that um, on the on the page when we set it up. And I've been telling people that you might have an issue getting in. But anyway, what you got for us? But I appreciate that feedback. It helps me. No problem. No problem. Um, I'm just uh, been enjoying the uh, call so far. Um, I was looking at this uh, invocation of the dragon goddess. Okay. In, uh, the vampirism uh, book. So this is kind of like uh, a Kali-like uh, archetype. Yes, indeed. Say. It is. It is a form of Kali, exactly. Uh, but this would be dealing with a tantric Bama Marga aspect of Kali. Because it is it is tantric and it deals with raising the sexual energy via the orgasm. Have you read the ritual? I've read I've read through it, but I haven't really read it. Read it. Mm, you got you you got somebody in mind? No, let me stop. <laughs> uh, let me go to it real quick. Um, <laughs> excellent question. Because as you know, the female is the key component in that ritual. Yeah. I if see, you've read yeah. it, that's why I'd ask if you read it. But let me let me go to it real quick. Since you brought it up, I think it'd be a good uh, conversation piece in a in a mature professional way. Uh, let's go to page. I think it's somewhere in the fifties, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sixteen page sixty one. Okay, I knew it was somewhere in late fifties. All right, just give me a second. I'm going to it. All right, here we go. Invocation of the dragon goddess. Um, and then there's the chant. So in this ritual, the, you're, again, you're dealing with the masculine. Well, what was your question originally, just so I don't get off track, in reference to that? Um, 
I was just uh, my question was basically um, I was really going to ask about I mean ask uh, Father Sebastian uh, the purpose of uh, the ritual and mm-hmm. uh, why was it incorporated into uh, this uh, vampire magic right and it's a it's a good question and and i can tell you this it's very similar yet well different in a sense with the infernal union ritual but it takes it to the development of it and the process is different in the sense that it's more centered around the feminine energy but the catalyst that's working its way through it would be the representation of the male priest, right? That's just the fluctuator of the ritual. Um, but the key is, remember when you're doing this, you're raising yourself up as you get to the end of the ritual. Remember the whole beginning part of the ritual is the female you know, stimulating herself while the male is chanting, right? And she's, she's saying a specific cow chant while that's going on. So that's charging. I'm gonna tell you the, the whole purpose is centered around the release of the orgasm. So that's charging. I'm gonna tell you. Well, I'm hearing the echo again. Gone. I don't know what. Oh no. Is. Yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, I, I turned my uh, I turned my phone up. That's what it was. My yeah, bad. yeah. Probably picking up the two devices. Yeah. Um. So you're charging. You're charging the release. That's the key. The male and the female. And just I say it's similar to the infernal union because. That's where the purpose that the ritual is being done, just like anything else, you should have an intent for doing this. Um, at that moment of release and in both individuals, if it can be timed, is when you should put the intent out there of what it is you're trying to accomplish. If you look at the chance, right, on page, um, or the invocations, I should say, well, the chant, the hail calistry, you say that in a repetition, Repetition, and as it says, this is when the, the, the female priest is uh, masturbating and stimulating herself and not coming uh, to climax. And then once she is at a high rate of stimulation, then she performs oral on the male. Uh, and then they actually do the actual act of trying to time the release. Um, but the chants are in relation, everything is in relation to charging that energy up for a specific purpose. You understand? Now, when you're calling mm. upon, uh, when you look on page 62, for an example, uh, and I always tell people when they perform workings like this, look at in detail the meaning of the words and the invocation so that you get that stamped in your subconscious mind before you do it. Because in, in the invocations itself kind of explain what you're trying to accomplish, for an example, right? Let's just read the, the two short ones for the Mithu and the Kali's tree, right? The first one, the Mithu, okay. right? Ancient right. ones come and feast. Ancient goddess of current Kali's tree, crux of all that is feminine, powerful, and divine. I summon you to this temple, a temple of flesh. Possess the body. This is the male saying this now. Possess right. the body of the priestess. Join us in the ecstasy and union. You're calling these forces. Right? And then it continues on. I offer myself as your vessel, your sacrifice on the altar of pleasure through love, loyalty, blood, and fire. Reveal yourself to me. 
Let me taste your forbidden knowledge. Let me gain wisdom of ancient time. Open your womb of blood. Come to my, come to me, my goddess. Let us dance in eternity. Now, something you can add to this particular work, and you can take arm amulets, which is a great thing mm -hmm. to do, like a vampire onk, such as this, those watching on YouTube, and you can yeah. charge it with fluids. Okay. This would be a great time to have something laid out prepared for that. And I always add because you're you're calling that energy, you're activating it. And then if you charge it with those fluids, right, and connect it right. to you, you understand now you've that energy has now become a part of you via that de that's dealing with amulets and time of talismans, which is a whole nother story. It's now there's a connection with you. You've connected with that current, as we like to say, right? That's the man. Right. Okay. Then the female, after she has, has reached that stage of stimulation, right? This is her chant. So listen to the response. I'm here to welcome the goddess into me, right? And I'm going to tell you, this is the whole purpose of the ritual. You're bringing, literally incarnating these, these energies in you, specifically this aspect of Kali. This is the, would be the vampire goddess aspect of Kali, right? I am you and you are me. So now the female is making the declaration here. She understands this is a part of her. This is this this nature and energy is connected to her because she makes the statement, I am you and you are me. I am the catalyst, not the male. She, I am the catalyst of transform, transformation from flesh to spirit. Within me is the womb of all life and creation. Drink from my cup of extract. Okay, we all know what that is. Taste my right. insatiable. I am here to be purified of all mortal consequence through love and passion. I am the key to the garden of delights. I am the vessel which brings death back to life. Delve into my dissolving embrace and rise in the communion of the gods. There's more. But then it goes on to say how then you would partake of the act and whatever natural instinct comes over you, if you want to howl like an animal, whatever emotion comes over you, that's the spirit. And that's what's charging the power and the energy of the of the uh, uh, climax or orgasm, as it says here, right? And then right. you seal it with the chalice, right? Both drink from the chalice, um, which is has been charged, as you see in the ritual, and that's kind of sealing the pack. Uh, I only recommend you do this with somebody like mine. I, that's, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, don't, don't go find, uh, you know, you know, oh, uh, you know, because remember, in this type of working, this is the stuff we were talking about earlier. When you're doing workings of a in high intense nature, you must be very detailed and selective in your preparation, your selection. This is not just something you run around. This should never be promoted as just a thing to do, uh, because I can like like they do in the conscious community. You know, you got your conscious pimps that use the black woman is God thing, which is all front just to get into a woman's pants. And that's right. all, that's the only reason why they say that. We, we as vampires on this path, adepts, we never want to utilize that as a tool, uh, you know, for pimping. We always want to utilize it as a tool for spiritual growth and change. Um, and that's it. And be straightforward with it. And if a person's not down with it, they're not down with it. I mean, it is what it is. Right. Um, but if you have a target in mind for that, I would just thoroughly sit down, you know, go over the ritual with them, make sure they're clear. 
um, and make sure you both have an understanding of an intent. What's the intent? What, what, what are we trying to accomplish here? Now, I, I've known that to be done to obtain getting a mortgage approved. I mean, literally. So say that's your intent. Say you're struggling to get a mortgage approved or uh, say you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to get to a better situation. Or if you want to go more highly spiritual in nature, maybe you're just trying to obtain and increase your spiritual power and stamina, uh, which is always, to me, a great intent to do any work in. Maybe you want to enhance your, your clairvoyance, your intuition, your telepathic abilities, and you want to tap into these spirits because they have that power. You're just using the raw uh, sex force to tap into it. That's it. That's all. That, that's all. It's, it's, it's giving you another avenue, another outlet. Um, but I want to make sure, and it's a very good question, I just want to make sure it's presented right and it doesn't come off as, you know, just, uh, you know, gimmicky, as I was saying in the beginning, because I, I'll be honest with you, and you know this as well as I know this, uh, there are people out there that it, it can come off gimmicky or too gothic, yeah. or, and that's not what this is about. I just, I just want to make that clear. Um, I take stuff like this very serious, it's of a very high spiritual nature, and I think a person should proceed forward with wisdom when doing stuff like this you know what i'm saying so most definitely yeah but uh did you have any other questions that was it that was it i just thought the interesting uh when i was uh first scanning through the book um i just found that this uh particular ritual was interesting and it was like uh a vampire take on uh a basic or more than a basic uh, sex magic ritual. It is. You're definitely right. You hit it on the head. And it's dealing with the aspect, because like you saw, I did a video not too long ago, and I was I was trying to get people familiar with and in sync with an aspect of Cali called Cali Durga, which deals first mm-hmm. with clearing, clearing up your bullshit, clearing your paths. So when you're working with an intense ritual like this, transferring energy, you want to make sure that those paths are clear and in harmony. Even if you got bullshit you're dealing, as long as it's in perspective, you're good. But I would never recommend anybody jumping into that and they got a lot of other personal bullshit they're dealing with that they haven't worked out or cleared up because all you're doing is you're tapping into a very raw, powerful, intense energy. And in essence, that can be a little more damaging and detrimental to you than it can be helpful. So that's why I was doing that. Like, and you got to be careful if somebody's just promoting it like that on the surface. That to me is an individual that's not doing their due diligence. They're not doing their research because, as you see, it's an aspect of Cali, right? And right. you're dealing with a, a very raw aggressive of Cali. And when you're dealing, when you're activating this aspect of the goddess, let me tell you this: she don't give a fuck if you're you you got issues or not. I keep it with you 100%. You calling, you're invoking, it's coming. They're not right. concerned what you got wrong or right with you because it don't see people got. If you think that that's the case, then no. So that's why I say it's important to have your shit, your personal shit in order when working things, you know, of this type of nature. Because, like I said, it could be more damaging then helpful but you'll find if things are in order you will find is a better is it a very it's a very rewarding and fulfilling experience it's very powerful 
Uh, but also know this, when you do something like that, there's a connection and a bond there regardless. So you have to, that's why I say you need to be selective because no regardless, there's always going to be a connection there. You, you, yep. you understand what I mean when I say that? Okay. Yes, sir. There's, there's no getting around that. So you have to keep that in mind when you proceed forward with this. So if I'm going to go ahead and do this, am I willing to be, you know, acceptance of that connection? Um, that's just something that never breaks because remember that connection is made on a higher plane. It's not made here on the physical. Remember, use the term vessels. If you remember what it said there, you're being used as the vessel. So that energy is being transformed and it's being transformed literally through you. You understand? So yeah. you can, you'll, you'll have that bond on the astral regardless if you never spoke with that person ever again. Do you understand what I'm right. saying? There's yeah. That, there's that. Those forces have connected. So I'm saying all this to say it's very important to understand all this when carrying that type of workout. That's, that's basically what my point is. Cool. All right. All right, yep. and I know we got an appointment on Saturday, so I'll be calling yep. you on Saturday. All right. All right, look forward to it, brother. All right, we'll talk on Saturday, brother. All right. All right, peace. Peace. All right, let me see if I can get through the rest of the chat. That was an excellent question. That's why, people, I'm telling you, man, it's better if you call in. The purpose of doing this format on Thursday nights, uh, I want to hear from more of you guys physically calling in so you could actually talk, not just to talk to me, but let everybody else hear your voice. Um, it's a different in the reaction, and I want to I want to put that out there. That's what Thursday nights are about. The Thursday night show, I don't want it to just be a regular YouTube show. I'm 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 live streaming it on YouTube, just so those you know can see it and it and it's recorded and it'll upload on YouTube. But I want to encourage people to actually call in on the talk show site, call in on the number or come on. Again, if you sign in on the internet, you don't have to be seen on camera just turn your camera off um i just think the the personal inner reaction is a lot better and just in my opinion all right let's see what else we got all right <laughs> that's a good statement by tanisha earlier if <laughs> when you die what if you wake up then <laughs> I'm gonna leave that out there in the ethers. Like I said, what is death and what is dying? See, time confuses us to the understanding of that or the false illusion of time. Is there such a thing? Does it really exist? And is it confounding us and keep keeping us trapped in our way of thinking and our approach, all right? Uh, on Dulating darkness. People get loony, and this is true, in their astral, caught up in their subjective funk, thinking it's objective. I, I agree. Um, you got a lot of that going on. Again, I wasn't saying all that. I'm not trying to be judgmental of anybody or nothing like that. I just got called for what it is. I can only speak on the experience uh, factor that I have experienced. That's all, that's all anybody can speak on. But I can detect by descriptions that like like Father Sebastian said in the book, that it's more so sometimes people confuse tapping in when tapping into an aspect of their imagination that can be confused as astral traveling. So yeah, good point. What else we got? 
um, Wacky J put up a, I've seen, I think this before in the past, he put up a uh, nutrition list according to blood type. So I recommend people click that, check it out when you get a minute. And I'm telling you, that's the proper way. Any any good person that deals with health will tell you that, you know? And look, I learned that shit years ago. I got caught up in the hype. I was a vegetarian for probably about 10 to 15 minutes, I think it might have been, roughly, give or take. I knew right off the bat, I'm just joking. I tried it one time. Yeah, fuck that. It just, it, it brought, brought out more of the aggression. And when you apply common sense, you know, and again, I could speak for OPAs of a little bit of this, a little bit of that within moderation, you're good to go. And every once in a while, indulge yourself, treat yourself. Look, one thing I can't stand is when people take diet religiously. If you're in the mood to have once in a while to have that big ass pile of ice cream or fudge brand, go ahead and not stop, stop being spooky and religious. Should you eat it four, five, six days a week? Absolutely not. That's where the moderation and common sense comes in. It's basic, people. But to just avoid it all together, look, let me give you an example. You might have to show you how the, the subconscious mind and the senses can play tricks on you and bring out a certain nature or personality of your spirit. We've all walked past the bakery or some type of restaurant and we smelled a certain aroma or scent from a food. Something within the psyche triggers and we start to crave that food. Or is it a spirit or a personality or a characteristic of us within that craves it? You got to understand you have other aspects and spirits of your ancestors and your DNA that are constantly working through you. So sometimes those need to be fed. You need to understand that. Now we're leaving the physical diet and we're going to the spiritual diet. So sometimes it's not you that wants that hamburger or that steak once once in a while. It's a spirit or a personality that's working through you. And it could be an ancestor. And the way for them to connect is via that. You got, I mean... I know that might sound crazy to some people, but I'm telling you, it's a reality. Um, you start to come to this understanding via your work. When you start doing consistent work, the communications are crystal clear. You start tapping into the higher aspect of yourself, your personal daemon, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, we know it as the personal daemon on this path. And the, the intuition is clear. The messages are clear. Um, you start vibrating on a different frequency. You start seeing things differently. You start absorbing things differently. The higher senses are functioning at a high rate, high capacity. All those things are, are moving. And it's like now you know that you've changed. You know that you're evolving into something greater. And the beauty of it is you start to realize you're just scratching the surface. And the journey, that's when the journey really begins. The journey doesn't really begin. You're just at the baby stages when you just bashing yourself upside the head with all these books and knowledge, but you ain't applying any of this shit. You understand? All right. What else we got? Raven, anything you wanted to add or are you busy? Because I haven't heard a peep out of you. You there? Did you fall asleep? I can, but no. Go ahead. Yeah, you're doing something. You're bullshitting. It's all right. I'll let you ride with it. Just kidding. All right. Um, what else we got? That's good. Good comment. Good point. Comment by Brother Phil. I shape shift when I take on the aspects of my different created demons. That's a really good aspect to use it. Um, 
And again, especially when you're astral traveling, you take flight. Remember, most of the shape shifting is going to happen on that. Now, there's messages in that. If you're taking the form of a particular thing, it's probably dictating your subconscious is communicating to you an aspect of your nature, your spirit, and your personality. Uh, and you embody the characteristics of that which you're shape shifting into. Um, it's also worked with like that in Obia in certain aspects, and that's why you'll see um, the last two videos I did on the last two Tuesdays uh, kind of went into a little bit of that. Um, remember, you are taking on that form because you've, you're vibrating outside of physical now. You're not confound the three-dimensional existence, person, place, or thing. Uh, when you get that locked in here and you understand that, you're technically tapping into immortality, for lack of a better word, because nothing dies on that plane, if you understand what I'm saying. But that's a good, good point. All right, what else we got? <laughs> Undulterated darkness. I know this, this comment got blocked because it had profanity in it. YouTube automatically does that. But... Uh, they typed in, I shift my astral form into a fiery demon and grab him by the pussy like Trump. <laughs> hey, yeah, people use the, the the sex magic aspect of it. That that definitely can. If you have, and again, if you've educated yourself and you have a target, that definitely is a, is a method that, that it's used. It's a reality. All right. What else we have? Damn. Hold on. Okay. Uh, what else do you, uh, MDK, if you're still here, I know that was at 9.30, do you do any live events in person? Um, I, yes, mostly here in Fort Lauderdale, we do something uh, on a monthly basis, sometimes more than once a month. Um, I have occasionally here and there traveled to other states, and I've mentioned before, uh, if anybody would be interested in me coming to their location to do a venue, the only thing I require is you know, my travel and basic stuff be taken care of. And if there's a venue, uh, just to get a portion of it, but I'm, I'm fair. Um, and I've always offered that if somebody wants to, I mean, I've talked more in private with an individual. You can always contact me if, if you have something you want to set up in your area. And I don't care if it's something small. I don't necessarily have to be something big. Um, if it's something small, that's not going to really make no money. I have no problem with that as long as just the expense for going there is covered on my part. Um, and, you know, we work it from there. Um, but we could talk more in private about that for anybody listening that might be interested in that. Um, I have done it occasionally here and there over the last couple of years. But most of the live stuff I do is right here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, uh, we do most of the stuff in North Fort Lauderdale, which is uh, right on the borderline of like South Palm Beach County, getting into the northern part of Lauderdale. Um, so we're right in that area. And I do offer for anybody that can travel and get to us, they're more than welcome. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Nikki Bay says, very important to be grounded. Yes, unfortunately, I keep it real. In my 20 plus years in doing this, I've seen a lot of loony ticks, man, a lot of loony birds, a lot of crazies, a lot of space cadets, uh, people that just ain't grounded, you know. It comes with the territory. It's part of the path. Unfortunately, just like anything else, I want to make this clear. You go into the church, you got nutheads, right? You got you got crazies in there. Um, you go into any Egyptian or Kemetic group, you got your crazies in there. 
You go into Ifa, Santeria, you got your crazies in there. You get the point. Well, I'm going to also say this. There's also crazies on this path, too. Don't think everybody that's on this path is, is in sound mind and sound body. It's just that's the reality of life in general. Uh, you're going to have your crazies in this, too. All right. Uh, Ray Panther typed in bow cat. And I don't know if that was a reference to what I was talking about earlier, but yes, uh, he will be on the show February 28th. He's finishing. I don't know if you got, you got background noise. I hear moving around or something, but um, yeah, he will be on February 28th. All right. I get the spelling. Uh, I guess you were asking the spelling. B. Amos of his name. If you look at Stray Panther, that's the spelling, correct spelling. B. A. A. L. K. A. A. D. M. O. N. All right. Okay. I think that was earlier. So I'm sure you guys probably figured it out. Uh, Duma says I had some issues with talk show tonight. Yeah. Well, apparently we figured that out too. But we'll we'll, we'll get it fixed. We'll be able. Right. Yeah, and you're a good point, uh, Straight Panther. Good to have the YouTube as a backup. I mean, that's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah. But shit happens sometimes. You just got to deal with it. You just roll with it, unfortunately. All right, what else we got? Uh, undulating darkness uh, was a good technique just to share if people didn't see it. One of my techniques is to draw the life force of the earth core into my chakras and etheric body amps me up most definitely. That's a good recharging or charging method. All right. What else we got? Okay, you so. answer purpose. You answer straight panther. Yeah, uh, which one was it? Uh, I, which one? What is? I always feel, I always feel better. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What is Zephyr? Yes, Zephyr. Um, you'll see Father Sebastian has written in the book. It's no different than what we also call on this path, Kepper, K-H-E-P-E-R, or Kepera, another term, which all, it, 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 it has the same exact meaning, meaning, whether you're using it from the ancient Egyptian root word of it, or how it's pronounced in this particular vampiric path. It's, it's the same thing. Kepera, coming into the self-realization and awareness of who and what you really are. Um, again, not who you think you are, not who you want to profess yourself to be to others, but who you actually are. That's what Kepera is. It's the realization and the awareness. And we always are constantly having moments of that. And we're always striving to have continuous experiences with that. That's what this path is about. Um, so when you see it spelled like that, and I think I touched on that a little bit earlier, that's what it's in reference to, um, just so we're clear. All right, I'm trying to get through the rest of this and wrap it up. Let me see what else we got here. All right. Um, me too. Okay, okay, I'm skip this stuff. I'm gonna skip kind of just the comments. 
I got to read this funny comment. Adulterating dogs, as I call it, Kabbalah cake. Yeah. Um, the, there, there is a fluffy aspect of it, as I said before. Um, when you deal with all the Hebrew mysticism and the archangels and the tree life, I, I, I just got to keep it real. I don't, I don't fuck with any of that stuff. Um, there is a left-hand path aspect of working with Kabbalah. Even you saw with Ovia, there's an aggressive black magical aspect of working with the Kabbalah tree. It's all in the approach and the concept. So depends on your concept. If you're working it for more darker magic and sorcery, um, it can be a vital tool. Sorcery as far as transformation and change. But all that, like Archangel, I don't fuck with none of that shit. To me, that shit is dry. All right? What else we got here? Hold on, let's see. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the comments from Brother Duma with all the technical difficulties he was having. Yeah, always weird. Um, un, undulating darkness. Has anyone read Draconian Ritual book? by Asenath Mason worth it. No, I haven't, but I will mark that down and I will seek out a copy of that and read it. Um, I have heard his the name before, okay? Um, but I have not read the book. Wow, this is a long name. Flamboyant Fire on Lily of Satan Set Witch. Hi. <laughs> it's a long ass name. All right, what else we got? I think that is it for the most part. All right. So, again, I want to apologize for the various technical difficulties this evening. It was beyond uh, our control. I will make sure moving forward, we will reschedule um, this show. I will make sure uh, we. Do not use T-Mobile or Metro, uh, landline, or, or maybe calling in and just turning off the camera if they don't want to be seen. Uh, but we'll get it fixed. I want to apologize for that. Um, just a quick reminder, uh, the event we have coming up on the 22nd, we have the Sith Ritual of the Dark Lords. It's going to be some shit. It's going to be fun, uh, but it's going to be serious and intense. Um, not for the weak-minded is the best way I can describe that word. Um, we will also, on the 23rd, the next night, we're doing a drumming on the beach. That is open and available to anybody. You can bring children to that if you want. We have a good old time smacking drums, dancing, moving around. Uh, I usually do a little class afterwards, a little question and answer class afterwards. Um, nothing prepared. We kind of just flow with it. Um, that'll be on the 23rd, 7.30 p.m. I put posted everything I'm saying is if you go to my YouTube page, I post it. You should see posts coming up through the community section on posts with the flyers, the events, upcoming guests on the radio show. We got Val Cadman on the 28th. We got Dr. Edward Drew Spinham on the 21st. I am working out a date right now with Tracy Rollin. I will reschedule this one. We'll get this one right. Um, if you are interested in a spiritual reading or a consultation, you can email me, khnum19 at gmail.com. I got one, as you know, Brother Duma. He'll be doing one on Saturday. It's actually his third or fourth one. He's done quite a few of them. Um, the online classes, I put the information out for that. Um, if you were on the list and you did not get it, 
If you've been on my list, email me. I'll send you the, all the information. The online classes uh, will start on March 23rd. They'll run through the end of April. Now, sometimes give or take, if it takes a little longer to go over the material or something, it's possible it could run to the first week of May, second week of May, it just all depends. Um, but they will begin March 23rd. Uh, you can sign up for them now. Uh, the curriculum is done. Uh, everything you need to know about the classes uh, is in the email I send you. Um, if you are not on my list and you didn't get it and you are interested in joining the spring upcoming session in March, send me an email and I will get that information over to you. All right. Um, I think that's about it. So the next upcoming uh, class or video that I'll do here, whatever you want to call it on YouTube, I'm going to start focusing on the next couple of classes on some of the aspects of Sith philosophy, doctrine, and sorcery. I like to do that leading up to rituals um, for everybody in general, number one, but number two, for those that are attending the ritual, I want to start getting this stuff in, fresh in their head because it's going to help you when you come to the ritual. If you are an individual that's attending at the end of the month, you will get a better grasp. It'll help you in your journey. That's the best way I'm going to describe what you're going to go through in that ritual. You will be taking a journey, a physical, a mental, a spiritual, and emotional journey in this ritual. Um, it deals, it's going to be dealing with the more warrior side or aspect of your nature uh, in dealing with the darkness. And the ritual, you will see, quote unquote, how dark you really are, for lack of a better word. Um, but it's a great ritual geared on strengthening your willpower is the best way I, I would describe it. Um, and it's going to be, like I say, uh, a very uh, positive and powerful ritual per individual. But I will be doing uh, the next couple of upcoming videos. I want to focus on that. I'm going to get into different aspects and areas of it, how you can apply it to your regular uh, magical work or your path to self-mastery. It's very similar in nature to what we deal with on this path. And I'm going to show you different methods of that. Uh, concepts. What's that? Can I make a statement? Go ahead. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to say, um, I don't know if anyone has noticed this. Well, probably the ones that do come to the rituals, um, at least, you know, frequently as they can. Um, is that everything flows um, a one which a, a ritual uh, I'm sorry the ritual before a ritual is for the ritual before the ritual if you guys can <laughs> get what I'm saying it's like one ritual prepares you for the next ritual uh, it's like a, a it's literally like it's going in stages I can't tell you I didn't know what the next ritual was going to be but um, uh, when Brother Benita mentioned it, I'm like, that makes perfect sense because last month's ritual, what it was and how intense that was, and that was very intense. And um, sorry, you guys missed it, but that that was that was intense. I'm still feeling it, and and I have pretty much come up with my methodology that I'm going to use to deal with my own bullshit. But um, I just want people to understand that that this is just you know um the rituals are not just happening uh you know you're just thinking of something to do and that's what's going to be the next month's ritual no it is definitely by design um 
per se, I'm going to say just by uh, higher selves, uh, ancestors, whatever you want to call it, you know, but something is definitely leading us from one step to the next step to be correcting and working on things that you need to work on. So that brings everything back to working on your shit. And this path is definitely not this type of work outside of the um, pageantry. Uh, this type of work is it's work. And um, it's, it's not like um, from what I've seen and heard, this is like no other spiritual system. I don't, I never anticipated in Santeria or Yoruba or any of that, but just from the surface of it, um, I don't think, even when I see people who practice it, I, I don't think they they even understand exactly what it is that they're doing. So my question to you, and I propose to you, Brother Beniti, um, wh what do you say to that? Is it is it the same? Because you have walked through some of these schools um, the mind power, the the reasons for practicing. Um, yeah. Maybe you mm -hmm. shed some light on that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good point. It's not. I mean, it's not the same, and I don't believe they have a lot of those, people, you know, aforementioned when you were talking about people in your robots, that they really don't understand it because it's always presented more so on an external level because Technically, they're all still in a state of worshiping or, or, you know, seeking things externally because technically they believe in some external spirit force that controls everything. <clears throat> and they're not really applying it to self and how that works from inward out as opposed to outward in. And like you were just describing, the work on this path is always from an internal perspective first. And and I'm glad you shed the light on that because the difference is something that stood out from the, the comment or the statement you just made is, uh, you know, you just did a ritual and it still, it, it resonates because the objective of the work, I wanna make this clear, it doesn't, it doesn't just um, stay with you temporarily for that night. This is something I can guarantee you're gonna be able to take with you wherever you're at, but use it as a building block to something better. It's gonna push you in the right area where you become creative and you can utilize that same process or concept. And like you use the term, uh, it gave you a methodology to find ways to address your bullshit. That's the purpose and the point why we work the ritual. That, you just explained in a short sentence why the ritual was done. It was the purpose. That was the goal. Um, for each people, I hear echo. Somebody got, you got double devices on? No. I don't know what the fuck that is. This shit, this shit is acting crazy as fuck tonight, man. Anyway, um, when I was talking about earlier about when uh, when Father uh, Vampire had, well, Father Vampire. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be my new name, Father Vampire. And Father Sebastian was mentioning foundation. If you go back into the elements of vampirism in the beginning of the book, like yeah, foundation, when you're doing a, a, a group work, and it has to be that harmony, that common cause, that goal, 
right? That's the reason. And that's not there. And then you could tie that into the concept of sincerity and intent. Those two are connected. Foundation, sincerity, intent are connected. So I'm, I'm trying to point all these things out to show people. And in, in relation to your comment, it is work. Don't think because you pick up a book and read vampirism, now all of a sudden you're a vampiric magician because you read a couple of books. That's no different than the average hotepper reading a few books on Egypt and now they're fucking Osiris, Ra, Ankh, Seti the first and shit. And you can't tell them nothing about Egypt, but yet they ain't never been to Egypt, number one. Number two, they're still talking about shit that they can't apply because the first thing I've always posed to a hotepper what is Hecker? And if you can't answer that and you read the coming forth by Dan, you're a hotepper, you know, it just goes to show, you know, you're trying to put on the act on the outside. I'm saying that to say we don't want to be those people. The difference with us on this path is we are an embodiment and a living example of the knowledge we study and teach. You should be, you should resonate what you say you knowledge-wise you deal with you should be in the living example of that and i told you this is how you shut people down who might be in opposition to this path because they're scared or they're spooky if it's a family member a loved one a friend a co-worker or just the average joe on the street you understand they may not agree with your doctrine and what the information and the, and the spirituality you deal with in practice you understand because they're spooked out and scared and they're indoctrinated, but you set it by your example. If they say, oh, that person is a good parent. They're a good parent to their children. They're a good wife or husband. They have their own business. They are productive. Everything about you, they say, well, man, I mean, but, but damn, everything about that person, they got their shit together. That's how you squash that shit. That's how you answer your critics. That's how the people that are spooked out and are judgmental and don't understand, we don't feed into them and pay them no mind. We just go about our business and do our shit. And by that example, we said, shuts them the fuck up, whether they want to agree with what we do or not. And, and I said, the one thing I gave up many years ago that I have no desire, I don't even feel, I could not give a shit if you like me or not. It's irrelevant. Believe me when I say I do not go to bed at all at any time of night concerned if somebody likes me or not. That is irrelevant. You don't want to get on that side. That's That's <laughs> But, but there are people that still vibrate on that frequency. They still are concerned about what people think. Because first and foremost, number one, we're not children. So if you can't say anything as a grown adult to another grown adult face to face, you shouldn't give it no life or energy. I mean, we can't get caught up in social media. And, and granted, we're living in a day and time where this shit didn't exist back then. And that's why I feel bad for these younger kids. They take, they literally take school home with them every day. We weren't dealing with that pressure. We went to school, school stayed at school. Now they got cyberbullying. They got all this other shit we didn't deal with as kids. You understand what I'm saying? So it's different. We can't feed into that. We don't, we don't feed into emotions on this path. Because my thing is I've always approached it with this, male or female. If you, if one, if if you got a problem with me. And you can't say it to my face and discuss it like a mature adult. And if it, wherever it goes, it goes. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I ain't worried about hearsay, backbiting, people talking shit. That's some coward punk nah. ass. High school. Nah, I'm shit. gonna dress yeah. you. I'm gonna dress you. 
See if you're going to speak the truth. Okay. And deal with right. you accordingly. Yeah. I don't, I, I never did that even as a youth. You know what I mean? As a youth, they say. No, I, I, I never I, did. I, no, I agree with you, uh, but I ain't going to lie. That was my problem as a youth. I was looking, you know. You know, I was one of them fiery dudes when I was younger. Somebody talked shit, I'd go look for him and just want to step to him. And that, that that's a weakness. You understand? You know, but, you know, I mean, that's a gift, obviously, you had and others that do have that. I didn't have that gift. I was I was weak in that department when I was younger. I was looking to go smash somebody. I ain't even going to front, you know, because I was back then in my teens, I was emotional, you know. You know, how we, that's which way I grew up, though. You kind of had to, you know, show and prove, like, as far as you want nobody to see you a week. You know, that's that high school kitty shit. Oh, somebody, somebody said this and this, you this and that. Yo, fuck that. Where's he at? We'll go fuck him up. I did that. I'm guilty of being that individual back during them times. But now I know better. And the point being is here's saying backbiting is kid shit. Face to face, it's a whole other story, you know. But everybody's different and like i said i can admit that and and i could also admit looking back on it today as a grown-ass man if i would have known what i know now obviously i probably would have approached it differently because you know sometimes you gotta be careful being too aggressive now i mean back then it was different you didn't have to worry about dudes coming back after you whooped somebody's ass in my era it was pretty much done i mean there was right. man, you get into a fight in high school the next day you sitting at the cafeteria table with the same dude you just had a fight with because we back then when we when we put when we threw hands that was it it was over when hands was thrown we got it out we dealt with our shit shit was over we didn't have to worry about next week running into somebody somewhere with their whole crew and somebody pulling knives and guns on us you understand mm-hmm. now, now you gotta worry about that you go you take somebody out with your hands they don't leave it there they want to come back with their crew you know and uh you know do damage so now you got to worry about getting shot jumped killed stabbed it's it's a different era you know and then like they say it don't it don't take a man or or a grown man or a grown woman to pull a gun you know a coward can pull pull the trigger on you just because somebody carries a gun and shoot you don't make them a man or a woman but it does make them dangerous if they're ignorant you know so you got to take all those things into account nowadays it's a different era you know, I know that now when I'm out here now, when I'm living in the day and time, we could just throw hands and leave it there. But at the same time, you know, I still, you can't, you can't step down and be weak. You got to deal with what you got to deal with, but you don't go looking for it. But, um, I don't this know. What I don't even know what led to this conversation. I'm lost now. <laughs> yeah, you are lost. But anyway, uh, but, but one last thing so we can end this here and let everybody go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I know. These, these things never go two hours. <laughs> but um, real quick, because I could just remember back, even as you were saying earlier, when we started mm-hmm. doing ritual and you was going through the weeding process. And I could just remember people being really spooky, um, um, thinking that this was for them when clearly it was for them. It was not. And I still can remember people just coming there to show face or to pretend as if they were, I'm going to say pretend, as if they were super, uh, I want to say even spiritual, I'm going to say gifted, because it was always something about some some 
something, some kind of experience, or they having some type of experience and or a dream. Know. I had a dream. We got a lot of Martin Luther King motherfuckers. I had a dream, yeah. but they always having a dream. They always having a dream and always want somebody to interpret that dream for them. Figure that shit out for yourself. That was your dream. Oh, but that too. Right. Yeah, well, go ahead. No, but uh, yeah, no, it's a good point because. A lot of those people, when we were doing a lot of, and we still do, we just squeeze them in here and there. We don't see when when we were dealing with a lot of that African or Afrocentric stuff, they all show up in droves because it's a comfort zone for them. It'd be soon 30 deep. Yeah, as soon as we started doing work, conjuring demons and stuff like that, the motherfuckers got scared. <laughs> you know? And if you look at the groups of people that come now as opposed to back two years ago, whenever we started doing the actual group rituals, it's been a whole change of people. It's, it's, I don't think there's really anybody from that period, maybe a couple here and there once in a while, uh, that, that show up because when it deals with work, dealing with the power of your mind, that's when people start to fall off. When it's physical, tangible stuff, that's where they start to struggle. Um, they can't connect. Um, and when you work for an example, we do a lot of Egyptian Luciferian ritualistic work here. Uh, we incorporate a lot of that. Um, it deals with a lot of mental willpower and mind power and not everybody has the focus and the ability to do that. And the great thing is, it's appreciative I, when I see the people that do. Having said there's people that don't, there are people that do. And I will tell you this, and some of you are in the room, some of you are not here. Sister Tanisha has traveled here several times. Uh, Mama Moorthe, Sister Mandy has traveled here. Um, there's been others. Um, we get people that come from all over, not all at the same time, because I understand travel is not, you know, schedules and timing and all that but i will say this <laughs> i gotta gotta keep it real i see more people come from out of state that are more linked in than i than some regular people i see all the time i, I gotta be keep it honest um but it's a good feeling when i see people just via the channel here that comes connects to the work and uh you know to see them grow and get results um like I say, also, I'm about to put the fly. I know it's way early, but I'm going to put it out and start pumping it. Um, we're going to make the October event an annual thing. Um, you know, the, the event we did last October it was a nice two-day event. We're going to have to maybe condense it a little bit. Since we weren't going to have enough time to do everything, we had to kind of condense a few things. It's a literally all-day, two-day event. Uh, we called it the... Uh, you know, the journey of the Black Adept Conference. We're going to keep that theme and just number them. So we're going to do the second journey of the uh, Black Adept Conference in October. We're going to do it usually towards the end of October. Um, it was a great event. Um, and I'm hoping this time I could bring in some outside presenters. Um, really would like to, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And I'm offering, if you uh, want to uh, attend and you want to do a presentation on something, I would like for people that are going to attend this year. Um, we had some presenters, different presenters th uh, this past year, but most of them were from here. 
I would like to see somebody get up there from out of state that's going to come this year and and do a presentation on 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 left hand path topic that maybe you uh have uh, a very fondness of um so i want to throw that out there but i'm gonna start pumping that early early um so i would mark your calendars for that and i know it's usually the the week before halloween it's usually right around that time so we're going to keep that an annual thing so that'll be coming up in, in october but i'm gonna start pushing it out there all right um I see uh, brother Phil Rams. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Rams. Fuck the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I hate anything. I hate, hate anything that comes from New England. I hate I hate New England clam chowder. Uh, I don't like Dunkin' Donuts because that's companies founded in fucking New England. Let me stop. God, I gotta hate on. I gotta hate on New England. If you're from New England, don't take it personal. Since I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, so hate the Red Sox with a passion. You gotta hate Boston. Uh, but I will say this. Regardless of what happens, yeah, my Giants suck ass. They had a horrible season. But I will say this. Thomasina Brady will retire, always knowing that we got his ass twice. Right? We took his ass out two times in the Super Bowl. So he'll always have to retire with that. Um, so at least I always have that one up. Um, Matt Spack, speaking of uh, Panthers, um, that's probably the only team I root for in the state of Florida. Love my Panthers. Uh, be going to some upcoming games. We've been going. Love the Panthers, but um, yeah, go Rams. I'll be rooting for the Rams on Sunday. Um, key to that, brother Phil. They need to get the Brady's ass early and often. Pressure. They got to gamble. They got to, even if it backfires early, just gamble. Because you know when you hit Thomasina Brady and he gets rattled, he don't like to get hit. I know no quarterback likes to get hit, but he don't like to get hit. He don't like to take them blows. So if you can rattle his ass early, that's going to change the whole game. Okay. Anyway, all right. I think we covered all the topics. We're going to wrap this puppy up. Uh, what is today? Thursday? Friday? More than likely won't probably be back on the Tuesday yet. So I don't think I'm going to do it. Unless you know me, I change my mind. If I get the urge, I might pop on somewhere in between. I don't know, but for sure, we'll be back on Tuesday. We're going to be talking about, if you got books on Sith, get it out, get it ready. We're going to be going in in-depth on Sith philosophy, Sith doctrine, Sith practices. Um, I want to, What I want to do this time around with it again is show people how they can incorporate it in their work, literally incorporate it in their work, if you so choose, not mandatory. All right, people. Anyway, everybody, if you're going to a Super Bowl party, you're going to be drinking, be safe. Have fun. I know most of you motherfuckers don't even care about no Super Bowl, so especially the females. They just like to go to the Super Bowl parties and shit and hang out. I don't know a goddamn thing about football. Some do. Some may not be judgmental. I know some of them do. But, uh, you know, most of the chicken heads go to all the parties just for the, for the Super Bowl parties. But anyway, whatever you do, do your thing. Be you. Uh, have fun. Be safe. And we'll talk soon. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.